All right, guys. What's up, listeners? Welcome back to Predator vs. Movies. I'm Alex. I'm Peter. I'm Aiden. And this is a podcast where we discuss and review the latest movie releases. We're going to start off with a non-spoiler review before diving into a deeper discussion of the movie. Then we're going to ask the most important question, would this movie be better if the alien from Predator was in it? This week, we're going to be reviewing Black Panther Wakanda Forever with our special guest, Adrian. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? That's it. What? <laughs> what's up? I don't know. What is up uh, indeed? So, first we're going to start off with our classic news segment. Uh, first off, we got some personal news, some some very personal podcast news. So, oh, yeah. a couple of things. First off, big, big important change. We've removed the period from our title. We're no longer Predator versus dot movies. We are Predator versus movies, no dot. Big change. Finally. Um, second big change. One. Second big change. The reason why I took out the period was because I was designing a new logo and I hated how it looked with the punctuation in it. So we have a new logo. We look different and I'm very happy about it. We're so blue we're now. Say what? And now you can see me. Yeah. Yeah. Aiden's, Aiden's, Aiden's on in the logo, logo now. What? Yeah. What do you mean? What? You've That's seen crazy. it. Um, anyways. And we're blue. We're blue now. Uh, which is, I mean, it's a great year for people being blue uh actually no we're the three of us are purple on anyways doesn't matter so we have a new logo uh the biggest news for us though is we got featured in the buzzfeed news article guys let's go we made it uh now not the podcast itself but the podcast's twitter account run by me basically there's a video circulating twitter of mia goth in an interview with a regular voice and she sounds like a small Victorian child. And I quote tweeted it saying, you know, I never in a million years would I guess that this is what she sounds like. And apparently that was a popular response because it was the tagline of the BuzzFeed article. And it's actually in the article is my quote tweet. I didn't know about it until someone separate created a tweet that said, I can't believe BuzzFeed created an entire news article from a quote tweet with one like <laughs> and they tagged me and that's how i found out and, and as i said to them quote tweets with one like are our specialty but now we're famous so guys we're famous yeah um we're moving on famous. to the to the marvel corner we've got some marvel news marvel news don't stop uh so first off uh, i've heard that owen wilson will return as mobius not morbius in deadpool 3 uh sounds like they are really going to lean into the uh, multiverse nature of things now. <laughs> and maybe Deadpool will be actively crossing over from the Fox universe into the larger MCU and might come into conflict with the TVA. Um, so that's, that's interesting. Yep. All those things might happen. <laughs> yep. I, I also heard that maybe the rest of the Fox universe will come into play, like the Fantastic Four. Uh, I think it. I think it could be really interesting if, um, if he was like killing the Fox universe because he's done that in the past, like in the comics. But I don't. I don't know if they'll go into that. It definitely seems like he'll probably try to save Wolverine from his TVA demise. Uh, so yeah, that's that's interesting. I guess I don't. I don't love it, but I. I don't. I don't hate it. It's kind of whatever. Yeah, I've kind of lost my Deadpool 
enthusiasm that I had in like 2015 or whatever. I no, I 100% feel you. Yeah. I was like really big on Deadpool in middle school, but like I think that's kind of the target audience. Mm-hmm. It's very much like a middle school kind of high school demographic and like level of humor. So as I've gotten older, I definitely see the flaws and yeah. Um, other Marvel news: Daniel Kaluuya will be voicing Spider Punk in Spider Verse in uh, Across the Spider Verse or whatever it's called. Spider so cool. Man across no. Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> no, Spider-Guys across... No, okay. Across the universe. <laughs> wait, Spider-Spider-Verse. Spider-Guys um, in different places at the same time. Sp- no, okay. it is Spider-Man. The first movie the is called Into the Spider-Verse. Okay. The second one is called Across the Spider-Verse. But it is Spider-Man colon across the spider-verse yes. it's not spider because i thought it was spider-verse colon across the spider-verse which yeah. is a terrible name and why i should not be in charge of naming things dude um, this cast is looking a stack right now. yeah i was dude. just pulling that up really uh cool. so we've got daniel kalua uh Issa ray is joining as jessica drew aka spider woman um who else is new jason schwartzman is the spot i'm just on wikipedia right now um i thought uh, Oh, uh, Oscar Isaac is Spider Man oh, yeah. twenty nine. Well, he's been there since the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, he'll like really be joining for this time. Uh, that's yeah. That's that's the biggest casting news for that. Uh, so that's fun, and I like that movie. And that's coming out probably next summer. It looks that's like cool so. and sick. wait, isn't it this winter? It's cool and sick. No, it's not. It got moved. If it was this winter, you would have known, and you would have seen trailers. What? Yeah. Things move, buddy. Uh, last bit of Marvel news is Coven of Chaos. Am I saying it right this time? Yeah, the correct not Caven. Definitely no. not Caven. It's not a I didn't say Caven. It's not a Caven. It's uh, <laughs> anyways. Um, some more casting news for that. Eric Andre and Sashir Zamata have joined the cast. Um, also, I forgot to write this down, but I heard that I heard from like a Marvel insider that I follow on Twitter called The Watcher that the tone is going to be very campy. And akin mm. to American Horror Story colon Coven, funny enough, mm. and uh, uh, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina or whatever that Netflix okay. show is. So if, if you like those shows, apparently that's what it's like. I was gonna say like it does seem to be gathering a lot of comedic talent. So yeah. I think yeah, and very good comedic talent. Talent we already mentioned. We where where Plaza stands on this Plaza stands podcast. Here, yeah. This is a plus a Stan yeah. household, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, the lead is Catherine Hahn. Like, it's it's just a lot of funny people. So that that could be interesting. We'll see. Uh, moving away from the Marvel corner into a galaxy far, far away, we've got our Star Wars news. Uh, the I think Disney Plus series The Acolyte has started filming, and we have a full cast. And I'm going to tell you what the cast is. So I don't know if either of you guys know who the cast is, but. Uh, this is the order it's been given in, so I, I'm assuming this is like lead into supporting. So, uh, Amanda Amandla Stenberg of okay. Bodies, 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 uh, Lee Jung Jae of Squid Game. He was the lead in Squid Game. Oh. Manny Jacinto of The Good Place. Um, he was oh, what's his name? Does anyone know The Good Place? I, no. I did not watch The Good Place. No, he was that guy. Quick, though. Google quick, quick, quick. Oh, Jason, Jason Mendoza. <laughs> Um, so he's in it. Uh, Daphne Keene, who was 
the little Wolverine in Logan, oh, yeah, yeah. the girl Wolverine, That's cool. is in this. Uh, Jodie Turner-Smith, latest thing was uh, after Yang, she's in this. Uh, Dean Charles Chapman, the other guy in 1917. Uh, Carrie Ann Moss of The, the Matrix. Matrix. Uh, what else did I see her in? I saw her in something else. Oh, she's also in she's, Memento. and She's, she's, she's yeah. in Jessica Jones. Oh, um, yeah, that's probably what I was thinking of, yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's a pretty stacked cast. So I think yeah. that's... That's Hopefully we're getting more of an Andor and not so much of an Obi-Wan. We'll yeah, it's yeah. it's set during like the High Republic, I believe, or like before the prequels quite a bit. And it's supposed to be like kind of like Origins of the Sith, I think. Like it okay. seems like the Acolyte is like the, you know, the follower of the Sith Lord or whatever, right? So that's kind of the, the vibe. And I don't... I, seeing as it's not like a huge property like obi-wan there's there's this kind of thing that happens is um if if the parent company like if star wars lucasfilm has their hands in it um like too much they're too hands-on it can become like corporate and bad like obi-wan or yeah. boba fett because those Cause are big ip to do too much fan service and shit yeah and they're big ip characters so they're you know they get actively involved and that ruins the creative process will you stop using the chat you're so distracting <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm breaking the realism of the podcast um and you know shows where it's it's a new thing tend to do better so and or the mandalorian yeah. right these things oh, yeah. aren't as you know central or like well known so a little more creative freedom so I have hopes for it, and fuck you guys for using the chat. Um, last bit of Star Wars news: Sean Levy or Levy of Free One Guy, time. that Free Guy director, oh yeah, who is also directing Deadpool Three. Yeah. Um, Didn't he is, do Stranger Things also? Yes, he did. Yeah. You're right. Um, ah, really? Yes, yes, ah. he did some some of the Stranger Things oh, okay, uh, so. episodes, not not all of them, because some of them are directed by the writers. Um, anyway, so he. Tough. Yes, he is apparently directing a Star Wars movie. Uh, meanwhile, we're losing the Star Wars movie of J.D. Dillard, uh, whose most recent movie is Devotion, the other movie where Glenn Powell is flying planes from this oh, year. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's a World War II movie, him and uh, Jonathan Majors. I kind of want to yeah. check it out because those two guys are like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, those two guys are like, <laughs> the way he said that yeah anyways so just uh the direction star wars is going in is always kind of disappointing and yeah really like we're doing taika watiti and sean levy like that's although some of taika's ideas sound cool i know that he doesn't he wants to stray from like the skywalker saga yeah. and he wants to explore yeah. like the the different corners of the galaxy and stuff okay i just had like cool. a crazy a crazy idea Okay, you know, you know, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Who knows Game of Thrones? Have you heard of this Absolutely. little show called Game of Thrones? Um, remember <laughs> in the later seasons when it got really bad, but there that. was a reason it got really bad, and the reason it got books. no, the reason yes. it got really bad, no, is the writers didn't want to keep doing it anymore. Wait, because, actually, yes. Because the writers wanted to move on to Star Wars. Oh, right. I heard this. Could yeah. it be 
that Taika fucked up Thor on purpose <laughs> so that he could get to his Star Wars movie? His Star Wars, like, the that funny appealing thing for is, everybody? D&D, they lost the Star Wars show. Like, they lost they the did. Star Wars show. Yes, project. because yeah. of how poorly Game of Thrones went. Um, now, they are doing something new. They were doing three body problems with Netflix. Is actually oh, yeah, yes, I did hear about that, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't love the direction Star Wars is going in with Sean Levy as their kind of guy, but... Dude, it's going to be a Star Wars VR type of movie, you know? It's like you're, you're in this I don't know. What, what does that even mean? <laughs> yeah, because like, cause Free Guy is basically mean? like VR, right? Sure. I think that was unique to that game. I I was kind of just I kind of didn't pay any attention to Free Guy to be honest. Free Guy was great. I love Free Guy. I it was the greatest it. movie of all time, hands down. If you say so. <laughs> that um, awkward silence after I said that they're like, man, <laughs> shut the fuck up, you asshole. <laughs> like, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> more more Lucasfilm news. Uh, Indiana Jones the series uh, oh, yeah. is is in development for Disney Plus. Uh, it's going to be following Abner Ravenwood, the mentor of uh, Indiana Jones, and I think the the father of the first love interest, Marion. Yeah, yeah, Marion. Thank you, Marion uh, Ravenwood. When I saw that, I was like, "That's." In- I wonder if they're going to show like Marion because I don't know if you guys are privy to this, but ca- it, this is canonical to Indiana Jones that you know how Indy has a relationship with Marion that is hinted at of the past right yeah. like in the first movie okay you know how she says i was a child that's oh, no. not that's not oh, an no. exaggeration canonically oh, no. she was like 14 oh, when no. he was like in his 20s oh no like that is that is like part of the indiana jones canon Okay, uh, I'm gonna go out so on a I limb. wonder if they're exploring that i'm going out on a limb aiden <laughs> And I'm going to guess <laughs> the answer not? to your question <laughs> is no. Okay. <laughs> I don't think Lucasfilm and Disney <laughs> are going to explore a pedophilic relationship. Yeah. That's fucking gross. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was going to say before that interesting <laughs> <laughs> interlude. What the fuck podcast am I on right now? I, like, don't, even, <laughs> I don't even want to be on this podcast anymore. This conversation got weird. I'm scared I'm, as fuck. Mommy, come pick me up. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I, this is whatever to me. Like an Abner Ravenwood, like, sure, okay. If it's yeah. like an Andor, this is kind of our thing now. Like, if it's an Andor thing, hey, anything, <laughs> yeah. anything could be an Andor thing. And if it's yeah. not an Andor thing, I don't want it. That's yeah. that's kind of where I'm at now. Uh, I have my doubts. Let's just say that. Um, in DC news, I actually don't have any uh, Warner Brothers stepping on rakes news this week. Nice. I think I don't think they did anything they crazy. Turned, this they were week. quiet this week. Huh? Yeah. Um, the only news for DC I have is that Joseph Kaczynski of the, the director of Top Gun, Maverick, uh, is being looked at for maybe directing the Man of Steel sequel. Oh, yeah. That's, Honestly, that's pretty that's, lit. The man knows it. how to do an action scene, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, like, his use of, like, practical things I really like. Yo, Harry Cow's gonna fly, bro? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I don't know how, that, how he's gonna bring that into the superhero genre, but... He might. He might do, like, some innovative things. Because, you know, the stuff he did for Top Gun Maverick was unheard of, so... He also proved that he's great at making you love America. 
at the end yeah. of the film and yes, kind of yes. introduce that into Superman. <laughs> yeah, and I think unlike Zack Snyder, his outlook is v- much more optimistic, which fits yeah. the Superman vibe. Uh, so I, I, I think that's a step in the right direction. Personally, uh, if you are a Zack Snyder fan, sorry, not sorry. Um, uh, in other connected universe news, this is really weak, yeah. but uh, Netflix, after the success of, what is it called? Fucking Dahmer, uh, the oh, Dahmer yeah. series, uh, they are making two new installments of their quote-unquote monster anthology yeah. franchise. Why? Must we? Yeah. Must we? <laughs> like, I get people's obsession with, you know, true crime, but like, that show is just so disrespectful. And yeah. like, why would you make a show from the perspective of the killer? Like, I, it makes no sense. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a big fan of that. Um, no, I'm not a big fan either. But Netflix is going to Netflix. Am I, am I right? Hey. Hey, if if Netflix is going to do anything, certain. they're going to Netflix. Uh, <laughs> last bit of news segment, we're going into the trailer park. Oh! <laughs> That's the new name that for that. should be its own segment. Yeah, <laughs> this is the trailer park. That was, uh, that was bad and you know it. <laughs> we, got, we got some, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to string that along forever. Um, we got some trailers this week. So first off, John Wick Part 4, or whatever it's yeah. called, has a trailer. Um, I... I'm not a big fan of the Drunwick franchise. I watched, I think the second, the second and the third one when I was sick, and maybe that affected my, you know, my experience. But I didn't, I didn't care for them very much. I like them all quite a bit. I think they're very fun action movies. Dude, all I'm I'm saying is, I think it dropped out hard for third one though. Yeah, I think. Oh, I think think, you're wrong. I think the first one was like a great starting point. (laughs) Second one was like a huge jump. You explore new locations. And like really exciting action scenes. Third one really fell off for me, but this one from the trailer alone looks exciting, man. It looks like yeah. a really great movie. Yeah. Can, That's what I, I have a confession make. to to make. Make your confession, and it's gonna be have on this sinned? podcast. This is a safe place. Yeah, this is my fucking sin. Um, I've never seen any other John Wick movies. Oh, right. just, I, I don't That's know. Okay. I feel time like... to start. Time to start. I don't know. Like, don't you ever like some? You know, some people like some like film nerds or whatever. Like you guys, um, wow. they haven't seen like that one movie that's considered a classic, but they're oh, just yeah. it's like too late oh, now God. that you don't even want to fucking watch it. So oh, I'm just sure. kind of at that moment in my life. Titanic for me. I Titanic is Titanic. the greatest movie. I love Titanic. You hypocrite! <laughs> no, giving me a no. face. <laughs> I know for a fact that two people could have fit on that little door that Rose was hanging off. Okay, but sure. back to the John Wick trailer. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so even even I, uh, who didn't particularly care for the last two, I think this looks good. I agree with Peter. Yeah, I think I think yeah, it looks interesting. And is it Donnie Yen? I think is in there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Johnny, yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. That's good. That's good. Dude, I, I, don't know why I don't know what that Spars is. Star is in this. It's like one, Jim Carrey. Oh, it's Jim Carrey. Yeah, well, you're doing a Jim Carrey, and you don't even know. That was kind of just spontaneous. It was a new character. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, new character unlocked. Um, oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> we got another trailer this week for the whale. It's about time because oh, yeah. isn't it coming out like next month? 
24 is, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, hey, for, for the amount of good. buzz it got, the, the marketing is not on par, like, at all. Yeah. Well, I, I wonder if it, like, if it felt like they didn't need to, because it, like, had enough talk around it, and, like, Maybe, yeah. they just, they felt like they didn't want to give more away. I think the trailer looks really great. Like, I know we didn't see much, but, like, I just... This it looks like good stuff to me, you know. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna walk out of the theater happy. Looks like cinema. Looks yeah, like cinema. I would say it looks like cinema. Wow, in the words of Scorsese. Go. There you go. It looks like cinema. You heard it here first. Um, and last trailer is uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. And Guys, I'm gonna make I, a wild prediction here. Uh-huh. This is gonna be better than the Disney's Pinocchio. I would go as far as to say that this is an even wilder prediction. This will be the best Pinocchio movie of the year, maybe even ever. Wait, only <laughs> one came out this year, though, right? You are no, there's the Russian one. There's Wait, the Russian what? One. There was yes, the Russian, Russian one, Pinocchio? and then there was... You guys didn't see the thing where it was like, Father, I have yeah. to go and be on my own. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it is like, no. like 3D animated, like the Barbie animation yeah. style. Wait, wait, um, wait. That's the Russian uh, Russian version? It's Russian, yeah. then it's dubbed in English. And that's why yeah. it sounds so weird. Wow, yeah. I feel bad for the Russians now. That was that did not look you good. You don't need to feel bad for the Russians. That's just like generally. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Cut that out. Cut that out. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut um, that. Any, anyways, um, yeah. I, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't. I don't know what I was thinking about this particular movie going into it, but seeing the trailer, I was like, I was blown away. I was like, yeah, oh, it's like cool stuff. It, it really sold me. So. Dude, the cast alone should sell you the thing. Peter's a big I cast think guy. The animation you know. style was more. What's going yeah, on for yeah. Me. For like, me, that was sick. I'm not a big cast guy. Peter's a big yeah. cast guy, so that's your thing. But uh, just yeah, I think I think you have to thing. look no further than Amsterdam to dissuade you from being a cast guy. To be honest, exactly. You Peter oh never fuck! Learned. I was like, which movie is that again? <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, I think that's it for our news, guys. We watched a movie this week. That's it's crazy, kind of what we, we do for this podcast. It's Predator versus movies. Yeah, and this week we watched Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, the long-awaited sequel. Uh, So I got some general information for you guys about this movie. So it was directed and written by Ryan Coogler, also written by Joe Robert Cole, who also worked on the first one as a writer. It's starring Letitia Wright, Lupita Nyong'o, Denai Guerrero, Winston Duke, Dominique Thorne, Michaela Cole, Tenoch Huerta, Martin Freeman, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Angela Bassett, and Florence Kazumba. Whew. Angela Bassett. Bassett, thank you. Wait, who um, does she play again? Queen Ramonda. Oh, right. That's why it sounds so familiar. Yeah. Um, it, the, the DP cinematographer is Anam Arkapau. Uh, music by Ludwig Goranson. The runtime is a whopping two hours and 41 minutes. That's including the credits. And yeah. the budget was $250 million. Same uh, as Black Adam. I did not know that. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, That's crazy. And that is crazy, given <laughs> how different those two movies are. Thank uh, you, Peter. And, Thank you for that. And also, no way, it's bro. worth noting that that is $50 million more than Black Panther's budget of $200 million. That was the 2018, sorry, the first 
movie. Okay, actually, sorry. Um, I just double checked. Black Adam's budget is predicted around two hundred million, not two. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That checks out because I mean the vast jump in quality. That fifty million does a lot. It seems <laughs> between this one and the last one, like I don't know about you guys. We'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. I felt. It. I felt. But I think I agree. Yeah. yeah. But you're right. We have something we have to do first. Uh, we have to guess the Metacritic score. So for those who do not know, Adrian, you had better be fucking listening right now. Um, Wait, what am I listening to? We, oh, <laughs> we've got a little game we play called Guess the Metacritic Score. Uh, there's a little website on the internet, and it's called Metacritic. And on that website, um, critics' evaluations of a movie are tabulated and averaged out uh, to create a score. Uh, so no general users, just critics. Uh, if it's scored a 60 or above, it's green. If it scores an 80 or above, it's a must-see. If it's in the 50s, it's yellow. And if it's in the 40s or below, it's red. Um, so we're going to guess where Black Panther Wakanda Forever lands. So we're going to start off with Aiden because he keeps winning and we don't want him to. And I can't anymore. use my strategies if I go first. Exactly. This is his yeah, handicap. You, you guys narrow it down for me because if you guys guess, yeah, I won't get into I won't get into my games. But <laughs> anyway, um, so okay, you must be fun I, at parties. Like, just, yeah, just, like at board game nights, you're like super strategy. Like, <laughs> like, if I went to board game uh, board, uh, board game night with Aiden, I think I would fucking just. No. I would. I, I don't I even want to. I don't even want to say I'm what I do. Actually like, I'm, like, I'm actually like definitely an asshole. Like I'm like I'm really like <laughs> I'm like trying. I'm trying to read people. And I'm like yeah. I'm in your head. I'm in your head right now. Like, <laughs> it's like bro, we playing Twister right now. Like, what are you doing? I'm just trying to think of a good game. You win. You Dude, win. The a- Aiden is a uh, Aiden is a competitive Uno player. Yes. Yeah. Dude, I um, I count the cards. Yeah. I bet. <laughs> I count. You cannot say I count cards and then you're like, oh, really? What do you do? Fucking Uno. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so Aiden, what do you think the Metacritic score for this movie is? Uh, okay, so I'm feeling. I saw some reviews uh, leading up to this movie, as we all did, and I felt like they were all echoing similar sentiments, which is stuff that I generally agree with too. I'm. I think I want to go on the low end of the 80s because I think this movie mm. is going to be well received, but I also want to kind of hedge my bets because I feel like it might have been in the 70s. So I'm going to go 81. <laughs> Dude, I, I knew you were going to say that. that. I knew you were going to say <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'll go next. I think... I could see this being a, a healthy 78. Okay. okay. Uh, Peter, you can go next. We'll let our guests go last, uh, which is, I think, the the nicest easiest, spot to yeah. go. Easiest. You kind of get a good idea of what the, the score should be. So, Peter, what do you think? I'm going to I'm gonna really game theory this. 80. <laughs> no, that's a bad guess. That was You're a banking. short. That was a really no, short game theory. No, because I'll, I'll definitely not lose. You know what I mean? Because you if guys are cushioning. Only, only if no, it's in the you middle. Can only wi- you can literally only win if it's the number you are on. Yeah, but I or, can't or you lose, tie with Alex. I can't yeah. lose, though. You know what I mean? Yes, you can. Easily. Yes, you can. Everyone loses Ow. but the winner. 
Yeah. No, but <laughs> as long as I don't do the synopsis, I'm not losing. explaining this to Peter. Uh, Adrian, where do you think Black Panther Wakanda Forever lands? Man, I'm going to be honest. I saw some news articles this morning, and I was just like, damn, why are people... There's some. There's a lot of mixed communication being like, where do we stand? But I think... I don't even know, like, can I say, like, 85? You certainly can say 85. Uh, Let's find out. Here we go. Although 82 is technically the more strategic guess there. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Um, What's up? Talk to me. If I'm, if let me just do my math, my calculations. I think I win this time. Oh Kiss yeah. my ass, Aiden. Uh, and it's much lower than we all expected. Really? Uh, yeah, I think I think we were all giving it like the benefit of a doubt, and like the fact that you know people are gonna like this one, hopefully. And no, this is remember this is critics. So I'll just say it. I'm not gonna make you guess again. It got 67. Really? Yo, that's, that's not it. That's not it. Metacritic. Nah, they're wrong. That's too uh, Some other 60s movies were like anything Ryan Reynolds makes usually ends up in the 60s. Uh, the better ones, that is. So Deadpool, right. Free Guy sure. are on the lower end of 60s. Um, that's that's always the benchmark I go for. I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. But yeah, that's... Um, I think Lamb was in the 60s. Okay. Or, yeah. Um, what do you Thank guys you. think about that? That's low, I man. Think, that's way too low. low. Yeah. I think that's we'll get into it. Fucking yeah. bullshit. I think, yeah, it's probably a little bit low. Like I definitely would have kept it in the lower seventies, but yeah. I think maybe the sixties is a, a bit harsh. But yeah, we will get into it. Um, so, seeing as I'm the winner, I get to decide who goes first. A synopsis. Oh, wait. No, 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 we wait. No, no, no. We've had this issue before. Um, I would like to hear from Adrian, if you don't mind. I would like to hear your thoughts first. On Black Panther, without any spoilers? Yeah, this is your non-spoiler. Yes, this is our non-spoiler review. No spoilers. Yes. Um, When I walked into the theater, I was nervous. I I sat down, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, fuck. I really hope they don't fuck this up. And then when I, like, the start of it, I was just like, mm, I don't like how they're doing this. But then the the ball started to pick up. And then by the end, I was satisfied with the movie, how everything was done. I think the storyline um, was done in a way that was setting up the next Black Panther, whenever that is. Um, I think the fucking villain in the movie was the greatest villain by far in the MCU, in my opinion. Just because, like, I like the villains that you can kind of, like, relate to. So, like, if you can, like, I feel like you can't relate to Thanos because I can't relate to fucking my planet ble- being blown up. And I'm not a fucking purple dickhead. Um, <laughs> they didn't either, am I. <laughs> um, but I like it when you can relate to it. So, like, you can relate to uh, even Killmonger. How he's like, yo, like, there's, like, in the first movie, he's saying, yo, man, there's a bunch of, like, black people out in the world that are struggling. We have the resources to liberate them. Why are we not doing anything? And he's trying to look out for his people, but he's doing it in such an evil way. And I think uh, Namor, 
or or how they say in the movie namor um <laughs> Ooh. whoa did that again namor. <laughs> i don't know if you can see through the little camera but alex just got hard i'm just saying for <laughs> for, for listeners um um, yeah, like the way that they, they I don't know, like the way that, that they wrote the character and they did it compared to the comics, you can like really relate to the character. And I think that added so much to the movie. And in my opinion, overall, I think the movie was by far personal, my favorite MCU movie on top of everything. Wow. wow. High um, praises. I have some follow up questions. Where did you and I forgot I, I'm going to get everyone else to start with this question. I forgot to mention this. What did you think of the first Black Panther? Just a very quick couple sentences. Man, you know what's funny? I actually saw it last night at three in the morning. Um, okay. <laughs> I honestly like rewatching that again. Just because like I watched the second one, I was like, damn, like the first Black Panther, like it's still cool, but like I like the second one better. And it could have been cooler if like, you know, Chadwick Boseman was in it. But I when the first Black Panther came out, I thought it was like like an awesome movie. I really enjoyed it. Like, no cool. hate. Like, I really liked it. Yeah. Um, where would you rank this out of five? Five stars. How many stars would you give Black Panther Wakanda forever? 4.5. Wow. Nice. And would you recommend, yes, would you recommend this to a friend? Absolutely. 100%. Dude, I started, I started texting the whole Northern Hemisphere. I was like, yo, man, you got to get down here. <laughs> You got to get down here and watch Black Panther. I started texting everyone. They're like, oh, is it good? I'm like, it's fucking phenomenal. And I blocked them for questioning me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, great. Uh, Let's hear from, let's hear from Peter next. Usually I pick on Peter and make him go first. The family guy. Okay, yeah, so sure. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> that was so stupid. I'm sorry. Guys, yeah, shut no, up. We sure. have to hear. Right. We have to hear Peter's opinion. Guys, shut up. Fuck Peter. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so this movie actually really surprised me because I was not hyped about this movie at all from the trailers and whatever. Um, what? why because like it didn't like i don't know what the movie like the movie seemed to just depict a very simple war between two very powerful nations and that's doesn't really interest me but the movie really surprised me i enjoyed it way more than i was expecting and i can confidently say that this is the the best uh i think we're in phase four right now are we or phase five yeah we're in phase four this is the, the phase four yeah this is the best phase four movie like Spider-Man does not hold a candle to this movie. Uh, this movie is leagues ahead of Spider-Man. Uh, I think this movie, to me, I think the real highlight for me is the politics. I think Black Panther movies have often had a tradition of involving global and regional politics into their movies. Uh, so the first one is about uh, the, the Black communities around the globe, how Wakanda is not sharing its resources, and then in this one, we get into similar levels. What happened, the, like repercussion after the first movie, when T'Challa opened up the borders uh, to uh, build outreach centers, etc., around the world. What happened then? And I think it's a very interesting topic that Ryan Coogler is exploring. And that sort of grounds the movie in a way that no other MCU films can. Because this is a very real issue that you can totally see happen in our world. This is not some crazy space 
monster coming to Earth and destroying everyone. This is something that's very real that can be happening in this world right now, which I really appreciate. Um, the underwater people? No, I'm talking about the <laughs> the competition for resource. And, okay, sure. And the, the underwater people? Yeah, the, the, the politics. I think it's very, very cool how they explore it. And, um, and in my opinion, like probably like some of the best acting I've seen out of all these people, especially uh, from the Queen. I think, Angela I don't know if Bassett? it's like Oscar. Well, Angela Oscar, Bassett's like a great actor. Like, yeah, I don't know if it's like Oscar known, nomination like, level, but her speech in the movie Ooh, like it gave me chills, man. Like you, you hear part of it in the trailer, and she delivered it in a way that's so powerful that just shocked me. Uh, when I was watching it, rated out of five, I gave it a four out of five. I think it definitely has its flaws. the The villain is weak as usual. Uh, I think the villain is really like split Uh-oh. between two. Uh-oh. Like there's one side of him that's great that's built up, but there's another side of him that's just completely stupid and garbage so we're gonna have a race war on the podcast dude, we're, we're just, gonna we'll get into it Adrian during this point his he's about to beat peter. peter's gonna feel my wrath during this fucking podcast dude, dude, peter, we're, you're we're, lucky you're in a different city right now we're, we're, <laughs> we're gonna t- we'll, we'll talk about it in the spoiler section but i think the villain is not that great um but but i think compared to black panther one i watched it very recently as well this is a stronger movie, in my opinion. Um, we'll we'll get into like exactly why later on, but also, it this is like a really like hard topic to tackle. But if Chadwick is in this movie, would he make this movie better? I think we can talk about that in the spoiler segment as well. Uh, but I would definitely recommend this to everyone. I don't know if I want to talk about that, to be honest with you. <laughs> That's how I felt too, Aiden. Like, like you sent me the discussion point and I was thinking like, yeah, no, I don't want to talk about that like at all. But um, I, I might have to touch on it. Uh, oh, I guess, um, would you recommend this? I think this is the only other thing. Yeah, I would. I would. I would recommend this to absolutely everybody. I think it's a okay. great movie. Okay. Um, Let's uh, keep our gloves off, if that's the phrase. Yeah. Um, we're all friends here. Um, yep. And uh, let's hear from let's hear from Aiden. Uh, first yeah. off, f- first off, I'd like to hear though, because I keep forgetting. Black Panther thoughts first, then we'll sure. to forever. Um. Yeah. So I liked Black Panther. Um. I wasn't the first one. I wasn't blown away by it. There were definitely problems i had that i think a lot of it wasn't the fault of the movie necessarily like i know it's a common criticism that the cg really falls apart in the movie and it's like i don't want to beat it at horse but like it does it like and it it in, in really important scenes where it needs to be better than it is um but then i also have different problems with the writing and the way the script develops um but i i like it i generally liked it um that being said, I agree. I think this movie's a lot better. I really, really like this movie. Um, I think that there are some pacing problems, and I think there are some structural problems. I got the feeling that they're, they filmed a fuck ton for this movie, like a lot, and that they cut a lot down. And especially there were some scenes where it's cross-cutting between two scenes, and I was like, I feel like this wasn't meant to be cross-cut at first. I think that they're trying to save some time, runtime here. Um, but 
there is also another side of the writing that I really like. I think that it's really, it's dealing with some cool ideas. Uh, I think the characters are well developed. Um, I think there's actually like, it doesn't beat you over the head with like what the characters want and how they're feeling. There's some kind of clunky exposition in the first act. Like there's some lines where it's like, yeah, characters saying things that every character already knows. And it's like, yeah, but just for the honest, but um, yeah, but there's a lot I really like. I really like the villain. I think the villain's great. I think the conflict is so interesting in this movie. This is the most interesting and engaging conflict, I think, in an MCU movie. I think, like, the only other movie where, like, it made me, like, think a little bit it was like maybe civil war which i think is maybe giving that movie a bit too much credit but i was really i really liked how i didn't wasn't necessarily rooting for wakanda at the end i was like i don't know if i agree with what they're doing but i also don't agree with the other guys necessarily um there's a lot i really like this movie is very pretty i think it there are a lot of scenes that are uh-huh. shot very very well nice nice pretty colors i like pretty colors and a lot of mcu movies don't have that um yeah, I really, really liked this movie. I, I, it really, it was a really good one for me. So I would definitely recommend this to anyone. I think anyone could have a good time with it. Um, my star rating, I'm bouncing between a three and a half and a four out of five. Um, probably three and a half. I, I think that there are some, there are some things that needed to be a bit better developed, but I think this movie was very, very good. So three and a half or four. I think it's great. No, I'll go four. I'll go four. Okay. For what it's trying to be, I think it's four stars. Yeah. Cool. Um, it's interesting that you said that you think there's more content than we see because I have heard that people like this isn't the first time I've heard something like that. Some people said like, you know, this should have been a two part movie, and I wouldn't go as far to say that. I feel like that's stretching the story a bit thin at that point, but. Um, it seems people share a similar sentiment. Uh, so my thoughts on Black Panther. Now, I've seen it, crazily enough, two times in the past week. Now, you might be asking, why on earth would you do that? Uh, I have an explanation. So I watched it, you know, did my Letterboxd review, and then I started reading other reviews and watching videos on YouTube, kind of talking about it. And I realized that you know what, maybe I didn't give it enough credit, maybe I missed something. And, you know, there's certain perspectives that, you know, I'm just not going to get as a white guy. And so, you know, I I did watch a video that kind of like explained some of the context. And I was like, Oh, that's actually really interesting. So I tried watching it again, with that new lens. The second time I did not watch the whole thing, I had to stop before act three, you know, ruins the movie and like leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Um, But like, I think, the first two acts of that movie are like not definitely not perfect, but fairly strong. Um, I think Killmonger probably is one of the best villains in the MCU. Um, I think a lot of the shot, uh, a lot of the scenes, not there's a handful of scenes in black Panther 2018 that are like the best directed in the MCU. And I feel like as, um, like I think Ryan Coogler just really does a great job with only, unfortunately, only a couple specific scenes, mostly the ones with Killmonger in them. Uh, and just when, you know, CGI and spectacle gets bigger, I feel like he stopped knowing what to do 
and like probably was a little bit out of his depth and you're like, I can empathize with that, but it shows. And it, um, I also don't think the writing is particularly strong for black Panther one. Um, like it's, it's like, it's good. Like it's a three or three and a half for writing, but like there's something missing there. Um, there's a like 20 minutes of the movie where T'Challa is gone and yes. like, he doesn't have a, a character development like, or arc in the, the most interesting hardest part of the character's journey. They just kind of like take that out of the movie. Cause he, he's in a coma and then I, I, I don't care for that particular. I think Anyways, like there's also problems with like the way the writing sets up the intro. I mean, my take really quick. I think that, I think they should have shown that T'Chaka killed his brother right off the bat. I think that makes that movie that, so yeah. much stronger instantly, but whatever. Yeah. I have heard that opinion and I think that's a fair case to make because that scene, the opening scene ends is nothing rather abruptly. <laughs> the opening scene I, is nothing. I was actually that, you know I mean? the first time in the, <laughs> The first time watching it in the past week, I was like, I was like, active, like, I actually thought that the scene, you know, we cut to Eric, who we don't know is Eric outside. I thought the scene ends with him going up to his dad and seeing his dad dead. And then it didn't. And I was like, oh, oh, that that's it. Oh, OK. I, I must have forgot. And so that was weird. Uh, but hey, we watched a different movie. So let's talk about that. Wakanda Forever. In some ways, it's better than the first, and in other ways, it's not. That's the best way I can describe it. I think Black Panther 1 is concise and focused, where Black Panther Wakanda tries to do too much. Um, there's, well, I can say this now because it's not a spoiler. Riri Williams' character, Ironheart, feels completely out of place, like, you know, um, an afterthought. You know, uh, something that Kevin Feige said, you know, put her in the movie because we got to promote the Disney Plus series that's coming out eventually. And it like it's it it ruins the movie, really. Like, I think if you simply took out that one character, I think it becomes so much more focused on the actual conflict and the story about grief, which I at times found really moving and interesting um, it definitely gets lost along the way because so many other things start happening. Um, what else can I say? It's the most beautiful MCU. You know, Aiden thinks it's pretty. I think it's beautiful. Um, I think, I don't think that MCU has ever looked better than this movie. Oh yeah. Uh, and I think a huge part of that is Autumn Archipel, the DP, um, as well as Ryan Coogler. I think his direction has stepped up considerably from the first movie. I think it's more assured and intentional. Um, and, and you know, as I had mentioned for the first movie, I think he has a better handle, not perfect, but a better handle on spectacle and CGI. I think the fight scenes are better in this one. Right. Um, what else can I say? I think Namor, Namor, if you will. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> yes I will. Uh, Namor is... A very interesting villain. I think Tenoch Huerta is fantastic. Um, I have to say that I'm a little bit towards like what Peter was saying and what Aiden was saying about like being confused by his motivations at times. And I think it was a little rushed. So, and I mean, it's it's hard to compare him against Killmonger, but I mean, I, I do think Killmonger was more empathetic. It was easier to empathize. And that's just based on the scenes were given uh you know 
we see Killmonger deal with that personal loss and the same can't be said for Namor. And I mean, you don't want to repeat yourself, so that's fine. But all I'm saying is I think Killmonger was a stronger villain for the first one. Um, but I do think Namor is still a standout villain for the MCU, you know, top 10 easily, maybe even top five. Um, and what else can I say? Can't believe Agent Ross is in this still. And that whole subplot is ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, the third act kind of devolves into a mess of a big fight, as it usually does for these Black Panther movies. Um, and leaving the theater, I just kind of felt nothing. I was like, okay, that, that happened, that ended. Whereas the start, like I was getting teary-eyed. And so that kind of feels like like really strong start, and then it just kind of becomes really messy so that's those are my thoughts um i'll wrap this up uh i gave it a 3.5 uh stars out of five it's it's a soft 3.5 and the thing is i could lean either way i had originally given it a four and i think the people giving it a three are perfectly valid so uh that's kind of where i'm at i would recommend people go see this you know people like blockbusters and i think as far as blockbusters go um Unlike other ones that came out recently, this one's well-made and, you know, has a heart to it, even if it gets lost along the way. I think um, supporting this kind of movie over the corporate bullshit that is Black Adam uh, is always good. And not to say that this isn't corporate, but, you know, what are you going to do? And so, yeah, uh, that those are my thoughts. I think that's enough from me. So oh, yeah. let's hear a brief synopsis from... Oh, who lost? Was it? it, it I think it was, it was Adrian. Adrian, so you got to no, give us a... Aiden, right? No, no he he, Adrian gave an 85. Oh, um, wow. Adrian, so what you got to do is you got to give a very brief synopsis of the plot of the movie. Uh, Aiden, that means it's time for... Pew, 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 spoilers! Spoilers! Pew, 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 pew. Thank you. It's spoiler pew, time. Pew, no, we're going we're gonna to talk about... Pew, uh, pew. Thank you. Adrian is going to tell us what happens in the movie so that people listening who didn't see it are in the loop. All right, Predator vs. Movies listeners. So we're re-recording the synopsis because it got a little long-winded when we recorded the first time. That was Peter's fault. He's not good at doing the synopsis. Just, yep, just throwing that out there. <laughs> Sorry, Peter. This is all out of love. Uh, so the movie begins. Uh, we are dealing with the death of T'Challa. He has died uh, from a disease. Uh, sure, he was trying to... Fuck off, guys. Sure, he, <laughs> sure he's trying to heal him uh, with a by making a synthetic heart shaper, but she isn't able to, and he dies. Uh, fast forward a year later, we discover that like a lot of Western countries are trying to get hold of vibranium, um, and Wakanda is not uh, down for this because they know it's going to happen. Um, the political uh, intrigue increases more and more. Um, we see that uh, the United States is mining for vibranium under the sea and Namor's people come up and they don't like this. And they're like, fuck you. And then they go to Wakanda and they're like, you motherfuckers caused this mess. So you need to find the scientist who made the machine. So then they do that. Shuri and Okoye go over to America uh, where they find Riri Williams, who's the scientist. Uh, the FBI try to capture them, but they evade the yeah, FBI. Yeah. Oh, no, no. So you're right. You're right. It's both. Yep. Uh, and then, but Nemours people also wind up uh, kidnapping both Riri and Shuri. Um, and then Akoya is left behind. 
Akoye is stripped of her general rank. It's really sad. Poor Akoye. That sucks. She didn't get her pension. Um, but anyway, uh, so we have um, Shuri and uh, Riri are then trapped under the sea. And, um, yep, <laughs> they're, tra they're trapped under the sea. Nakia is enlisted to come help them. She breaks them out, but she kills a one of the uh, Talakon citizens in the process. This provokes Namor to attack Wakanda. In the process, uh, the Queen of Wakanda dies, which prompts Shuri to be even more vengeful. Uh, she uh, develops this plan to draw the Talakon people out. So they do that, and they have this big fight on the boat. She has developed this uh, device that is uh, able to entrap Namor and suck his powers off. Suck him dry, one might say. Um, <laughs> uh, they have this big fight because Shuri has learned how to create the synthetic heart-shaped herb. She is now the Black Panther. Um, and Shuri is about to kill Namor, uh, but decides not to do it. She doesn't go down the vengeful path, which is cool. There's the sort of alliance form between Talakon and Wakanda, um, and then Shuri finally gets a chance to grieve, and it's revealed that Nakia actually has a son, T'Challa, the son of T'Challa, uh, and then we're at the end of the movie. Also, Ross is rescued from being imprisoned. <laughs> also, in yeah, yeah, Her Agent Everett Ross is also rescued, which is very important. Let's get into our discussion of this movie. So first off, let's talk about the direction and cinematography. I think this is a huge step up, as I mentioned, oh, yeah. from the first movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Specifically <laughs> in those two departments. Um, the movie feels very, like, intimate. I think yes. there's a lot of, like, closer shots, not so much wide shots in, like, the entire movie, really. Yeah. Um, kind of like a floating camera vibe and a lot of like long shots i was really impressed yeah i i think that this movie there are actually there were a couple shots where i was like oh my god like watching this movie there's this one overhead shot um uh during the boat fight uh yeah yeah towards the end yeah when it's all of them in the water and like the different colors the different people i was like oh my god that's beautiful like yeah. the the stuff in the Wakandan streets is beautiful. Like it's it it's like constantly at like golden hour. Like this movie's right? like very awesome. I at agree. Yeah. Hour. And I get it gives this like really nice diffused soft light Definitely. onto uh onto the actors and I think that And there was uh there was this sort of side shot where we got the Wakandan aircraft sort of diving diving down while the sun is setting. Absolutely beautiful shot. Uh, and I oh. will say I will say though, it's in the first movie. <laughs> like, I'm pretty I think sure um, it's the same shot you're talking about. Sorry, Aiden. I, I think the direction is a lot better for me in this one than the first one, and I think, like you were saying, Alex, like particularly with fight scenes. But I did have a problem with. I there were multiple times where I was like, okay, I can tell that this is a really cool, well choreographed fight scene, but you're cutting around the things. I felt like. Like, like there was the cutting was a bit too rapid. Like, and it was the typical American style of cutting action scenes where like you cut at the punch, you know yeah. what I mean, and you don't yeah. see the hit. And so there are a few times where it doesn't do that, and it's like, oh shit! And like you feel, and you feel it when it does. You can help. You can tell when it happens. Um, Interesting. I I definitely have had a problem with that in the past, but I actually I didn't pick up on it this time. Not to say that it wasn't. It, it wasn't to an extreme degree. It was much better in this movie than it often is in American movies and Marvel movies. But um, that was just one problem I had. But I I overall really really liked the direction and actually, cinematography. This. I'm gonna try and find my review for Iron Man three because there's uh, one segment like a fight scene in that movie 
where um, Iron Man is fighting the Fire Lady, like in where are they? Mm-hmm. Like the cold Midwestern Somewhere town. Like, I don't know. Where, like, and they're fighting. They're fighting or... like a, a kitchen or something. Mm-hmm. And there's like a million cuts, and it, it's like the Black Adam thing. Yeah. Um. Anyway, someone talk while I try to find this. Yeah, um, but um, I think Peter, you said you want. Do you want to talk about set design? Because I also want to talk about set design. So, oh, 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 just... sorry, sorry, sorry. I found it. In twelve <laughs> seconds, this is a fight scene from Iron Man three. In twelve seconds, there are twenty four cuts. Really? What? It's two cuts per second. No, and they're moving. So yeah, yeah. Like, it's like he looks cut, looks cut, and it's 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 absurd. It's a terrible fight scene. Anyway, sorry. You wanted to talk about design. Yeah. So I wanted to touch on two things actually. Like first is actually the costume design. So I get it that they want to differentiate the uh, the Talcum people from the Wakandan people, so they can't really be another high tech race hiding underwater, and also they want to differentiate their sort of ocean world with Aquaman's ocean world because Aquaman already done it. So they decided to put them in traditional clothing, which is cool. And But my only problem with the design part is they the underwater world is so dark that like, it's like, I know it makes realistic sense, but like in a filmmaking standpoint and just from an audience standpoint, it's not really great for the audience. Like it's cool to see some of the shots, especially when Namor is about to sit on his throne and you just see like one beam of sunlight shining down on him. Yeah. And that was really cool. And also Namor sort of built this artificial sun underneath. Uh, yeah. But like the fact that the lighting is so scarce in all of these scenes really just made it for like a less enjoyable viewing experience. I agree with that. I think that overall, overall I loved the set design of this and I loved the design of this, but I actually do agree. I felt the same way where I was like, I want to, see this world and i feel like it's really dark and it's a movie like i understand that it would be super dark but you know what i mean like you don't have to make it that but i think that like there's so much good detail like because these they're essentially like they descend from like mayan people so you see like you see mayan hieroglyphs like along the side i like there's the detail of like the title cards were mayan yeah, hieroglyphs mayan. too yeah. that was cool too um i think that like i i like they're the paintings and stuff like looked Mayan, like they looked like the kind of things you see on Mayan ceramics and stuff. Um, and so I, I really like that. I think Wakanda looked great, but I think Wakanda looked great in the first film too. Um, yeah, I, I really loved this the set design for this. Nice, Adrian. Did you have any thoughts about the set design? Uh, uh, going back to Peter's point about the whole underwater thing, I would as, as soon as uh, like as soon as uh, they cut the to, uh. Uh, Talakon, I honestly thought the same thing. I'm like, man, why is this so dark? Like, if you're if you're trying to show a brand new city in a brand new place, like it, it was so dark. And when that that specific scene when like um, Shuri is being shown around, you can kind of see like a little bit more, like up close. But like even then, like I would have loved to see more of the city because I think it was cool. But yeah, I, I agree with that. That's interesting. I I didn't have a problem with the darkness of the city. Like it's you guys are not alone. I've seen that opinion everywhere. So, you know, it's it's come up quite a bit, but I didn't mind it and I thought some of the shots that they do because of the limited light sources 
like like the shot of Neymar descending onto the throne are actually more interesting because it's not super well lit and there's like one particular light source that's it's it's more dynamic and interesting lighting i but sure i think I they know. could I balance that i think they could like make us that when he's doing that they turn off the lights and stuff <laughs> like that you know what i mean like i don't know, I don't know. yeah also just like i i'm getting a little annoyed with vibranium and how it's just like a a one metal yeah it's like a fucking pocket knife you know swiss army <laughs> knife that can do anything yeah. You know, it's a light source. It's a healing thing. It's a it's a super strong metal. Like, pick one. Why does it? It's an energy source. You know, like it does fucking everything. So I I just wish there was a little bit more consistency there. But dude, since you were oh. talking about vibranium, I just want to bring it up that like in the first movie and like towards the end of this movie, they're very protective of vibranium. It's like it can't get out. You know, smuggling, stop that. Uh, and like at the end, when Riri wants to take her suit with her, Shuri told her you can't take the suit. But like yeah. literally, Okoye lost her spear like on the bridge, and no one like recovered that spear. <laughs> so there's just like a Wakandan spear in the wild now. <laughs> oh, that's weird. I forgot yeah. about that. Oh, shit, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Wait a minute. The, wait a minute. Hold on. Did the hold on. Talakon not take it? Maybe. I hope they did. did. She? No. 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 She left her spear. I don't remember that happening. No. Are you sure she left her spear? Because She lost her spear. And like, remember, uh, Shuri told her, like, we, we got you a new spear. Okay. Because I remember she digs her spear into the ground when she's fired. That's yeah, true, but that's but like another spear, though. Like, okay. okay. Because, because she had to sort of like okay. escape. By I want you to water. remember this. So she lost her spear. Do you remember the show, She-Hulk? <laughs> okay remember the loser guy uh-huh. has a wakandan spear oh my god purpose? what if he has a that's crazy spear? that's crazy okay what if there you go uh and i just want to make a fun point there but like before we move on from like the whole design or stuff i just want to okay. call on one more thing yes the soundtrack of this movie fucking amazing i love the what they did with the sound and score of this movie and I just want to point out one particular example. When Shuri and Namor were swimming around Talakan, the music with like that ethereal Spanish voice just, oh my God, just completely immersed me in that experience. I think like Ludwig did a very, very good job with the music of this movie. And like, like um, I don't know if this is the case of this movie, but I heard in Avatar, James Cameron hired people to like design like a whole new set of movie, uh, so a whole, whole new set of music for the Avatar people, but then they eventually, uh, pr- pretty much like threw most of it away to to sort of mix like some traditional music with Western sy- symphony and orchestra instead. But I don't know what they did with this movie, but I I heard a lot of like folk and traditional like sounds that you were associate with the African culture. And I really appreciate that they incorporated more of that into this movie. And I hope like it was not just mixing it with orchestra, like what they did with Avatar. But I thought the music design was very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Peter's a big music guy. <laughs> uh, anyways, let's, I don't, I don't have any thoughts on that. Um, let's talk about our lead character, Shuri. Um, now, it's hard to separate the character from the real world and some of the, you know, not great things we've heard about the, the actor. Uh, but let's focus on the movie. Yeah. Um, I think that now I'm, 
this is an opinion that you know might not be super popular but i think shuri as a character is more interesting than t'challa was in black panther i, I think seen... in the first black panther there's they don't give t'challa much to do he, d- he to isn't do. he's almost not a character like he's so well, bland let me fin- let me finish he's like he's there's a lot of people around him you know who are giving him advice and have very clear standpoints and he's just kind of like listening to all of them the whole time, but he doesn't have any flaws that he has to struggle with or any defining characteristics. And it's crazy because, you know, he premiered in Civil War, and in that movie, he has a very clear character, that, and he's all about, you know, revenge and, um, I don't know, some other stuff, but like he's a very clear and interesting character, and it's very odd that they drop that completely for the movie, so... I think I think what Kugler does with Shuri in this movie and how she's struggling with um, grief and like how she just wants to forget about it, but she has to, and then you know that eventually turns into rage and how she has to yeah. keep that under control. I think that's a really interesting character arc that honestly was not at all present in Black Panther one. Um, a character arc that is not Shuri's in particular. So I think every character leveled up for this movie. A uh, lot yeah. of characters in the first one felt really one-dimensional to me, uh, and in this one, they all have complex character uh, characteristics, personalities, and agendas. Most, especially agendas, I feel like. So, yeah. I agree. I, I was gonna say I I definitely agree with the point about uh, Shuri. I th- I think her arc is a lot more interesting in this movie. Um, I really like how there's kind of like uh, a struggle with her faith too. In that and that obviously right. like, like works the in tech with tech versus faith yeah well it also like it literally starts with like the first thing in the movie is like her saying like uh like to the gods if you save my brother now like uh, i will like devote myself to you more like she says something like that and how she has to learn like learn to reconnect with with her ancestors and stuff like that i, th- I thought that was a really cool arc and i but i do agree with alex where i think it gets muddled a little bit by a messy plot that tries to do too much. And I think that, I I think that there needed to be a little bit more focus on. Well, I I think, I think it was fine in like the first little bit, but as soon as more people got involved as like more characters got introduced, it definitely got a little messy. Like, but in the first act, I thought it was pretty crystal. And I, uh, we might as well address now the fact that, you know, I've heard this from multiple people, not just people on this podcast, but a lot of, I've heard a lot of people say that, you know, they wish that T'Challa had been in this movie. And then, you know, what would the movie have looked like with T'Challa? And, you know, like, I think it's, there's, it's kind of two-sided. Like, I think it's nice to, you know, ha- miss an actor who has sadly passed away. But also, you know, you have to just kind of like be like, okay, that happened and we have to move forward. And I think at least I worry that there's a little bit of like, dare I say, like a a little bit, (laughs) just, just a hint of misogyny there. In that they sure. would prefer the male character to continue on, and they don't want anything to do with the female characters who are left. I, my take: I don't think it's like a fair question to ask. Like, what would the movie be 
like with T'Challa. It's like because that wasn't a choice that was made. Exactly that too. You know Thank what I mean? you. That's what, like, that's what I meant with my first point. Yeah, I, yeah. I I don't think it's worth talking about because yeah, it's just it can't happen and it's unfortunate. But like, and the fact that you know people are like, man, I would would have preferred T'Challa in this. Like, yeah, I would have preferred that Chadwick Boseman was still alive, but also like it just feels like very, you know, just. And I think the movie handled it tastefully too. I think like like they could have done grotesque cgi corpse oh my god thank goodness they didn't and thank goodness yeah thank god they didn't and yeah Yeah. so i think it's two parts uh so you guys talk about the handling of chadwick's death of of this movie i think uh, like in universe it's black panther's death but like to us i think the first act is about moaning uh chadwick boseman yeah yeah Yeah. sorry (laughs) Morning. Morning, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, I saw, I saw oh up, and I was like, "Yeah." Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I think I think to us, it's as much about mourning Chadwick Boseman uh, as you know, yeah. as Black Panther. So, like, like to us, first act is us sort of missing him as an actor, as a person, and to the as it's similar to Wakandan people missing Black Panther. So, I agree, it was handled very well. Um, but also to the question of would this movie be better with Chadwick around? Um, Chadwick is obviously a very charismatic actor, but I think they could not have done this plot, like this emotional and personal plot about like Cherry's character growth without, you know, sort of, (laughs) Oh my God. I sort of let myself down. What are you talking about? You can't do the emotional plot with no. Shuri oh, grieving I'm, her brother if her brother's oh, alive. No, 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 no. Shit they oh can. my god! Oh my like, god! What are you talking about? Hey, wait, are you saying like you like no, the conflict and the plot and the character? Arc? Yes. Here you go. Thank As you. Thank you. Okay, yeah, but yeah. I think it's fair to acknowledge like if Chadwick Boseman did not sadly pass away, they could have had a different arc. They, that was they had good. they had a complete oh script before like this happened. Yes. And Ryan Coogler was managed to pivot very gracefully. And uh, okay, like, sure. I don't want to talk more about yeah, that. Yeah, let's, let's keep going. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of, you know, the, the funeral scenes at the beginning, I think, like you said, I think they handled it tastefully. Yeah. I, I actually, I liked how they opened the film. Um, I do, I do want to mention that, like, canonically, this is the third time that T'Challa has either passed away or the character T'Challa has either passed away or was believed to be dead. So part of me was, you know, this was in the back of my mind thinking like, you know, we know that there's something else going on, but like, what does that mean for the characters? And I think they made it different and, and it, and it, you know, it mirrors the real world. And I think it was a, a well done scene that kind of confronts head on, like what Shuri is dealing with this within the movie. Um, And yeah, like I said, I, I got a little bit teary-eyed, I will admit. Like, I think it was a really moving sequence. Like, all the way up until the coffin got tractor-beamed by the Wakandan ship. And I was like, why are we doing this? Like, it, it, it got a little goofy there. And yeah, I was like, okay, you lost me. Like, it was so strong. And then tractor-beam and the coffin is vertical. And I was like, oh, why? Why are we doing this? But I mean, otherwise, like a really great sequence. I think. Yeah. 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 Some <laughs> yeah, collective yeah, nodding yeah. and yeah. Okay, great. Let's <laughs> I, move on. Sure. I agree with you. 
for some reason, the next character we have to talk about, we've kind of sectioned this off in characters. For whatever reason, the next character is our favorite, Agent Ross. Yeah. Um, Who doesn't need to be here. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, there's a great criticism of the first movie that the handling of the CIA is terrible because it just seems like this goofy, not goofy necessarily, but like, here's the nice... I am different. I'm a nice guy. And he, but he's like, it's from the fucking CIA. And they yeah. never address that. And so I do think Kugler like took that in and he did try to make it clear that the CIA aren't great people. Um, yeah. I, I yeah, just feel like the ex-wife reveal was a little too much. Like I know they're trying to connect characters together, but like, it was on, way too much. Yeah, it was yeah I didn't give goofy. a fuck when they said. I was like, okay. <laughs> like, when no, okay, guys. When Val showed up, I started laughing hysterically in the theater because, like, it's so silly and it's like, I, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing that they put her in this movie that is supposed yeah. to be about Chadwick Boseman's legacy. No, like, yeah, she doesn't need to be there at all. That's a like super corporate move, and I'm like, it's it's almost appalling that like, I'm. It's yeah. offensive, like, oh. like it's all these things. I'm really annoyed like, by that. I, now, I think okay. I would say though. Sorry, Aiden, go go ahead. I think sure. your point will be more related. I have some. I, I was just gonna, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say I do like the wrinkle in the plot. I think like like uh, I think it was Peter that was talking about. I think like I find the the fact that like these Western nations are like pining after vibranium. I think that's a great aspect of the plot and like the pressure mm-hmm. it puts on on Wakanda and, and Talakon. I, I think that's great. Like, I really love that. And I'm glad we saw a side of that. Like, I'm glad that that was, it was like something that was just, um, like giving a basis for the conflict between Wakanda and Talakon. And I thought that was great. Um, but I just think like, do that differently. <laughs> like we don't need to follow these characters like that. We can, like, we can follow, you know, you know what I mean? Like maybe that, one woman that's in the beginning in on the ship um like just something like that and just like like, just that we have a bit of like we so we know what america is doing like i think i do think that's an important part of the movie but we don't need this like relationship ross doing whatever yeah i don't like it like ross being like a whistleblower and just trying to be the like i'm but i'm a good guy yeah yeah i thought it feels so forced when he's talking about some of the cia stuff i'm like okay but like like you're justifying like he's like guys like my organization's gotta do some stuff and it's like no that's bad stuff you're doing yeah. bad stuff like and, and yeah. like the idea of of martin freeman and elaine from seinfeld having been married <laughs> is hilarious to yeah, me that's really like i don't see it at all and and her purple hair i'll never get over how silly yeah. she she looks like a teenage girl like that's i don't know why they're pushing that and it looks like a wig and it's oh my god um i think he should have stayed in jail at the end <laughs> let's just keep in jail, oh my god. you know and i hope that i don't know if kugler's gonna stay on for the third one hard to say but um i i don't know wouldn't it be interesting if the cia were finally the actual villains yeah. of the black panther movie That'd be great. instead of being like kind of around like adjacent because so far it's just been like other non-white characters as villains and it's always like very sympathetic characters and it's like hey but why are they the villains or you know more often they're anti-heroes but 
we've got a real yeah, villain C- right here. <laughs> you know? Yeah, the CIA would absolutely be trying to destabilize Wakanda and Dagon yeah. in real life. Like, you know, yeah, let's let's make Agent Ross the villain next time. I want to see that. We're really <laughs> yeah. bad. I I think they should bring back uh, Claw or like. And I, you don't they, you don't need to make him like. Grr, I hate Wakanda. Like he can still be the same, like kind of mild mannered guy, but it's just because of his position and his ideology and everything. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I think exactly. it literally could be good. But yeah, exactly. And the issue is like Black Panther doesn't have like a huge roster of super known, well known villains. Like I can't think of any other than the two we've already seen and Namor. I, I think some people have been saying Doctor Doom, and like that could work. I mean, it's your third secret nation. <laughs> um, so we might be getting into a bit of a repeat situation, but um, yeah. So we've got one other character that was a lot for this movie to handle. Um, one Riri Williams, AKA Ironheart. I, uh, I hated like, like I don't mind the character per se, but like the fact that she's in this movie is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah she doesn't need to be here. It's, it really does feel like they had written a script and then Kevin Feige said, hey, why don't we make that character Ironheart? You know, like just random scientist or some other plot. Maybe it wasn't even a scientist, you know, like it was something else. Yeah. But just feels like shoehorned in. And Also, and her suit looks bad at the end. I mean, oh dude, God. oh my God. Was, I was going to tell. Go. Yeah. Dude, okay. Shit. Let's look at the first Iron Man suit. Iconic well-designed, and that was back in 2008. Her suit looks like something out of a Toy Story movie, bro. Like, it's, it's so bad. It's smooth. <laughs> yeah, like, like, dude, like, it does not fit the Marvel design, and she's supposed to be, like, the next Iron Man, you know? Like, she's supposed to be on the same level as Tony Stark. The well, she's Tony clearly... Stark. It's an Iron Man suit. Like, it's... Yeah, she's the next Iron Man. Yeah, yeah but, like, dude, come on! It looks so bad! What happened to the people who designed, like, the Iron Man suits? Like, why didn't they design this one, too? You know? Yeah, I thought this suit, I, I personally, terrible. I didn't like the, it. it dude, Holy it looked shit. Like, it looked like a shitty version of Transformers. Like, right? I saw oh it, I started God. laughing because I'm like, it It was still cool. Because I'm like, oh, shit, like, you know, Ironheart, yeah. But then I was just kind of like, man, this would kind of look whack. Just like the the face and then like the body of it i didn't like it that dude much. the fucking eyes man yeah the i didn't like and it the that helmet. much why is the helmet so squished yeah it looked like, I a, can't have like a regular helmet it looked like a shitty anime like superhero it's so bad and also to be honest honestly i, I can't see that i don't mind ironheart's presence in this movie but because of her role like she was literally just there to do quips like she's just there it's like that's crazy I was just like she's just there to make jokes you know she's you know comedic, what you know what relief. you know what i felt like that they were trying to copy and trying to get the same reaction but i feel like it didn't work is when uh spider-man got brought into civil war they were trying to do that no. exact same yeah thing. you're right no that's that's exactly they were, they it. were trying to do but the also, exact okay, same okay. thing but it didn't it wasn't like it didn't hit it didn't land it was still cool like don't get me wrong like much love to that little scene but like it didn't hit Here's what I really loved about Spider-Man and Civil War versus what they did here. So first, they clearly acknowledge the, the, the potential harm of bringing children into big yeah. battles, you know? Well, she's not a child. She's no, in no, university. Spider-Man. Spider-Man is a child. No, but so. she's like, she's like 
she's 19 he's 15 like there is a difference between those but also like she's things. young you know like she i'm just saying like there should be and this is her you first both have time good points. move on like fighting she's... fighting stuff you know and then and then also like in this movie she did not serve a role at all spider-man was brought in because you know tony stark needs an ally and then it was like sort of like hey you know i'm interested because i want to help you but in in fact i just need someone to help me fight these guys but like she does not serve any role at all in this movie she was there hiding and she just cracked a couple jokes shoot a shot a couple laser beams and that's it and i i I I disagree with that i think she's a lot more into she's compared she's way more integral to the plot of this than spider-man doesn't need to be in civil war there's no, there's no real reason for him to be there other than no, I'm no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like what she actually did in the movie. I think she could have done more if she sure. wanted to make sure. her like a yeah. real side character. You know? But she's like the MacGuffin, right? Like she's the MacGuffin mm-hmm. for the first act yeah. and even into two, and it it feels so like out of the the Black Panther world, right? Like the whole what made Black Panther one so great is it's. And I mean, it's partly because of it was a secluded nation. Like, it didn't feel like it was in the MCU. It was its own thing. And every time a movie tries to, you know, feel like it's part of the wor- greater MCU world, it suffers for it. And yeah. this is just, like, the latest. Yeah, I mean. Also, one thing I didn't buy is, like, why would this character like Iron Man? She That I character in real life would not like Tony Stark. She, like, like, she didn't mention Iron Man at all. She yeah, just said, like, like, why why is she doing it? You know, I don't know. She just yeah, said she I started think, building machine at age of three. And that's yeah, what I she think did. I think for the for the for the character development for Ironheart wasn't properly thought out for them. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like for the, the 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 viewer to be like, oh man, this character's cool and all that stuff. They just kind of threw her in there and was like, here, like you said, for promotion. It's promotion for the Disney Plus series. Like, that's the only reason she's in this movie. And it it's one of those things that just feels incredibly corporate about a movie that's supposed to be about grief. That, her and Val, really. Those yeah. are the two things that are trying to set up future things. And I just, I kind of wish that they would stop doing that. Stop trying yeah. to set up something new. It's really fucking annoying. And it I makes also feel work. like by, by kind of distracting from the main plot, I do think that... I wish that the tensions between um, Talakon and Wakanda were just like, like teased out a little bit more. Cause it's like, it's kind of like they go from being relatively like, okay, we're not going to go to all out war to we're fucking killing each other. And I feel like there's yeah, not, that absolutely. Much, there's not that much escalation between those things. And it's because we have to be distracted by Val and the CIA and, and the and Ironheart really. MacGuffin mission. Yeah. And, yeah. And I, I, well, since we're talking about this, I, I want to touch on the politics in this movie. I think um, the dude, the stuff between the, the nations politics. is played out extremely well. And I think this is one of the movies that, like, it does not feel like an MCU film. You know what I mean? It feels grounded me, in the way me, 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 you can me, me, see me. this happening in the real world. And I really appreciate that. I agree with that. I agree and with I that. Think, that was- and I, and I that think was the sound of me snoring at the we, politics. This is we, interesting. Shut the fuck yeah, up. This is really good stuff. Like, like this is a big we, part of the movie. If we see this in the third part, in the third movie, but like enlarged, magnified, you know, like actually Western nations go into Wakanda trying to rob them of their resources and trying to destabilize them and see how like Wakanda is trying to balance that without, you know, with sort of like a reputation to uphold. Well, not really a reputation, but like their nation defend, you know, 
a relationship with uh, Talakan to uphold, etc. It will be very, very interesting. And Aiden, to your point, between the politics between Wakanda and Talakan, like we see, like this is why I think Namor is like a great villain but a bad villain at the same time. Namor's politics is extremely interesting. Like he doesn't not just want to ally with Wakanda because like he wants to fight them because he also like at the end he said eventually Wakanda will come to us for help and I'm going to leverage that. I'm going to yeah. take advantage of that when I have that leverage on them, you know? And I think that's really well played out. Like he's such a smart yeah. character, but then at the second act he just lost it. He's just like, "You know what? We're going to fight these guys." Like, "Come on, man. Like you're such a smart character. You like let us see the progression, not just like on one side, he's this smart, smooth political operator and then immediately he turns to hot-headed I want to fight these guys type of person. You well, know? Yeah, I we'll don't touch on Namor later, but yeah, I don't mind him. I don't mind him. Um, like, tr- like trying to fight, like deciding to declare war in Wakanda. But I think it just needed to be built up too more. Yeah, like it's too fast, yeah. man. There's no yeah, build but, up. Yeah. But yeah, no, I I agree. Like the political intrigue is is really interesting, and like I said, like like you can completely understand the position that both of them are in and there's an interesting wrinkle of like the first one ends with okay we're going to share resources we're going to give vibranium to the world but it's like okay well what would that look like because yeah, the, the moment we start exactly. if we buy into the fact that if we buy into the idea that wakanda is like not like a real nation in that wakanda would be responsible with vibranium like they would be the most responsible and i'm fine with buying into that for this you know whatever um, like I don't buy that that would be a real thing, but like in, in the within the universe, I buy that Wakanda is that, and so it's like, how do they distribute vibranium, knowing that the moment they put it out there, they're potentially, you know, making things a lot like more they're dangerous. harming I, themselves I, by introducing this yeah. power, you know, because like yeah, they're the only one that have this sort of like mining technology, whatever, and as soon as it's out in the world, they're no longer the most powerful nation on earth. They're vulnerable because they can't be attacked with vibranium weapons. You know, and if nations want to declare war on them, they can. But it's also like, okay. what would like America do with vibranium? Which is right. They try to so, conquer the so world many, more. Like, yes, yeah, so yeah. many interesting questions. Love that. Yeah. Okay. Um. I mean, like the UN scene, like that was interesting. So, like, I agree with you, like in that respect. And if they did the CIA as the villains of Black Panther, which I, I doubt they would do that. But, like, I I agree with you in that sense. But. After that, you kind of lost me. Uh, Dude, the politics honest. are a huge part of this movie. Yeah, I think like, it's if you weren't, I'm if you weren't picking up on that, that's a you problem. That's all I'm saying. I know. I I'm not a huge fan of talking about politics. It's not necessary. Like if it's on the screen, like cool, but like I, the word politics, I just kind of uh, shut down. Oh, yeah. Um, you said so. Oh no, I was thinking about the CIA as villains again. <laughs> I'm always thinking about that. Um having seen black panther twice in the last two in the last week um there's a scene where you know martin freeman finds out about the vibranium in the the mountain and shuri also he points out the trains and shuri mentions that um like the vibranium is kept under control because of the sonic waves and we see how the sonic things disrupt vibranium in the first movie so martin freeman knows that and i think they should bring that back for the third one the fact that you know, Martin Freeman knows something that makes uh, vibranium vulnerable. Um, but we're going to move on um, and we're going to talk about. Uh, oh my God. You guys are the worst. I'm going <laughs> to podcast by myself. They're saying funny things in the chat. Um, anyways, 
let's talk about Okoye. Okay. Um, I think I think she had a fantastic character development in this movie. When she gets fired, I was like, that is the most interesting thing we can do with this character. And so I was really happy with it. And then she disappears for 20 minutes and does nothing for the rest of it. So that was that was probably one of my biggest disappointments as far as like a character a returning character like you know ross gets so much fucking screen time and okoye doesn't do all that much in the movie until she becomes the midnight angel which i hate i hate it so much i hate the look i think the costume looks dumb costume looks okay yeah i was was like whatever on that one the eyes are like she looks like an owl. The eyes are too. I think that's a point, Alex. That's <laughs> kind of a point, I guess. Are they supposed to be owls? I, hey, I but know. but absolutely agree with you on the character development, though. Like the fact that you know, like it's like in the context, like we may we may think that the queen is overreacting by firing her, but in the context, it makes absolute sense. She 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 like she thought she lost the only other living member of her family, and you know and. And that's like the her speech in the throne room. It's the most powerful speech. Yeah. Okay. Honestly, let's talk about Akoya though. Talk about Akoya. Yeah, 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 yeah. And her facing the responsibility. I uh, take sorry, taking responsibility for her actions is very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I just wish that she had more to do in the end. But yeah. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. Another yeah. side character that doesn't do a whole lot in this movie, Nakia. She does a lot. I. I well, let me let me say what I think. I I liked how they brought her back and the why. So like, you know, she's a retired spy and then they think she could destabilize or like, you know, infiltrate cuz not destabilize Alakan, <laughs> but like, you know, she, she that's her job. So I think that was a great way to bring her into this movie. And then I couldn't tell you anything else she does in the movie. She, you know, rescues people during the water fight, but so does Okoye. And she's just kind of like around, but doesn't really do. Well, anything. she's sort of there to like, like, like she ha- she was absent during T'Challa's funeral, and like she also has like this sort of grief that she's sharing with Sherry. But that sort of got explored at the very end. But that's the thing. I like it felt like she was kept keeping a secret the whole time, and I think that makes her character arc less strong because it always seems like she's holding some information back because at the end she's like yeah we knew he was dying and like we're over it and we prepared for this moment you know and i think if we actually saw her like talk about her grief and be open about her grief like i I feel like they were just waiting for that epic post credit scene moment you know okay okay i think i agree with you on that but i'll uh i think the when like they first talked because T'Challa got snapped when Infinity War happened. So, like, for Na- Na- for Nakia, it's like losing T'Challa twice. And that's, I, I think, Three like, times. it's even more hurtful to her than anyone else. Because, like, she's not only a friend to T'Challa, she's also his lover, you know? And losing him twice, I think, is especially traumatic Three for Three times. Her. Remember when he died? Well, he seemed he like he died in the fight, during the fight in Black Panther? Like he's thrown off the oh, cliff. Oh right, that happened. They think too. he dies. Yeah. So yeah. she's lo- lost in in her mind three times. Wow. Um, That's what I was saying at the beginning. Yeah, Aiden. I, 
I was going to say, I think that I, I think it would have been really interesting if they, cause they're trying to explore the th- feeling of the theme of grief. Right. But I think that they're kind of one note about it. Like they're just kind of talking about like anger, like they're focusing on like Shuri's anger and like this vengeful mm. streak she develops. And I think that showing like a differentiation between how and how Nakia and Shuri handled it, I think would have been really interesting. And I, I agree oh, that they yeah. kind oh, of, yeah. they kind really of don't cool. show that like that should, that would have helped really explore that theme more. Um, yeah, thank you. Okay. But they don't. Yeah, it's like I couldn't say a th- a single thing that happens after to Nakia after she rescues Shuri from Talokan. She was helping like, Shuri with the the heart shaper and like the she was sort of like the one that knows yeah, about she, Wakandan tradition that's questioning her, sort of pushing her like onto this journey because like no one no one would have asked her who do you see in the actual play if like she wasn't there. She's just kind of like hanging around. And I think I feel she's, like she... she's there to help the audience to explore Shuri's character more, you know? But I think they could have done a better job of that. I agree that yeah. that's like the function they're trying to have with her, but I, I don't think it works super well. Yeah, sure. Um, let's talk about our favorite, Namor. And let's hear from a- a- Adrian, who's been a little quiet. Adrian's been a little shy this podcast, so we're going to hear from Adrian. What do you think? It's because I've been, I've been writing down all my points about Namor. Oh, okay. He's just he's just loading all of <laughs> his chips on this, on this one. Let's hear it. Okay. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Yeah? <laughs> okay? No. I think... No. No, my no. favorite for sure like i said like i said so before my favorite character in the movie was was namor and here's why he was my favorite character and this is like this is not even because i think he's cool which he's fucking amazing but i think this is the very first time that latino and black culture is properly represented in a movie Black people had the first Black Panther. Now we get the sense of proper representation in a second movie, in the second movie with Latin culture. We got, I, I did some research yesterday preparing for this moment. We had some things about, um, it, there was Mayan culture involved in it. There was also Aztec culture involved in it. There was some Inca. There were some other types of like, um, um, Amazonian is that the word Amazonian? Mesoamerican or no? No, something like that. Me- well, Mesoamerica is to, it's it's a it's yeah, a term it's too a that I got. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was super excited. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I I fucking like shed a tear because I was just like, man, this is proper representation. And like, I'm I can't speak for all of that land culture, but like, I felt very satisfied in how the representation went. Like there was when in the underwater scenes they were playing uh, that uh, ball game, which is yeah, kind of like oh, yeah, you said that was yeah. great, yeah, yeah. They were playing. I think it's called Talachki. Um, they were playing it, and I was like, "Yo, that's sick!" And then they were speaking um, like a proper Mayan uh, language, which I'm not too yeah, sure. Yeah, it says they're they're speaking Yucatec Maya, right? Like from- that's that's the that's the word. Um, there is just like so many things that helped me fall in love with that character just because I'm Latino, right? And I also appreciated to add to Namor's storyline is that they were talking about like when he was a kid and then the Spanish 
came yeah. in and started fucking enslaving everybody, started taking over the land, and Namor killed them all. Like, obviously, it's a fictional movie, but if that shit happened in real life, that would be dope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I really appreciated that. So, like, I get the point of, like, Peter being like, yo, man, like, like this character could have been a lot better, from, but from my point of view, this character was everything that I ever dreamed of. Because that was the first time that I can I can look at, at, at a character and be like, wow, I feel like that's me on the screen. You know, wow, that that could that couldn't be me. I can't compare myself to Superman or Batman. I'm not white, right? But I can compare myself to Namor. Cause he's he's part of that Latin culture. And I absolutely loved it. And that's why I fell in love with the character. And that's what brought the movie to a whole different meaning. And after I left the theater, I was like I really hope that not just the land community, but just, uh, the black community, the white community, they all notice that the Asian community, the Asian community, community, love my Asian people. Um, but they all <laughs> notice the representation that has been portrayed. That was, it was so well done. And I loved it. Like if anybody wants to like talk about it, like I fucking loved it. Well, it's a great backstory. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, the, the, that was half the, ironic yeah <laughs> the backstory the backstory is like is awesome like his character like there's one shot in the trailer that i'm really sad they didn't include where it's just like it's his back turned to the camera as the like plantation house is set on fire yeah, yeah. and it's not yeah. in the movie and it makes me so yeah. upset because it's so, it's like a beautiful, beautiful shot. shot like it's yeah. so it good in the movie and, and it no, it's not in the movie. movie. I was because I was no, it wasn't. I was waiting for it. I was waiting. Okay. There are shots that are like it, wanted, but it, yeah, I know you. Yeah, they show, like, they show the front of him because okay. that shot alone just tells you like everything. It's yeah. so good. Like this kid standing silhouetted by this fire, and like, yeah, oh yeah, I like. I think that, like, and that's one of the things that like you can really get behind what he's saying and thinking as well like i think that yeah. it makes perfect sense the way he acts other than like we talked about like a bit of like the rushed conflict but other than that like as a character i think like it, it makes so much sense i think it's so good i think like it, and then when they're fighting in the third act i think it makes it so like you're generally empathetic to both sides and you're you don't want them to be fighting <laughs> But yeah, I, th- I thought it, I thought he was great too. Sorry, we're messing with Aiden. Um, yeah, no, that that backstory was so good and probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. Yeah, um, I think it's just like it's it's some of the best shot stuff in the movie. Like oh, yeah. it, oh, yeah. the the film language is very well done there. Um, I loved. I really liked how they the the El Niño Sin Amor thing. Yeah, El Niño Sin Amor. It means um, the boy without love. Yeah. Like that's what the priest calls him and that's how he yeah. gets his name. I, that's, yeah. that's so that's fucking great. badass. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, badass as uh, fuck. Oh, it's also yeah, cool it's like, that he's called uh, Kuku Khan, which is like a real, that's a real yeah. figure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The feather serpent guy, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, I think, I think Neymar was one of the most interesting <laughs> characters in this movie, which is... 
Is that you, Aiden, again? Stop stirring your tea. It sounds like bongo. Dude, I was like, what the fuck is that? It was like, is someone playing the, the soundtrack for this movie? Yeah. Aiden, was the, Aiden was the guy that was playing the soundtrack. Yeah, um, with the tea. Um, yeah, no, I think it's it's kind of weird that in the in a movie that's... It's weird that the villain is one of the most interesting characters in the movie. So it's it's not great in that respect. Just the fact that like I was more interested in the villain or the anti-hero than the I think main that's fine if we but... know the main characters already, though. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm happy that I was very interested in Namor, though. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, what else can I say? There's um, a, there's a couple things I want to add. <laughs> I do. I know. I know. I do want to hold off as a, as a second part of this conversation for the motivation. So I want to talk about everything before that. Um, I think the first shot of Namor in the rain, when it's like like a really low angle shot of him hovering in the sky and it's dark and the thunder crashes and you see silhouette, I was like, oh yeah, that's yeah, dude. that was that was the money was shot. <laughs> it was shot. Yeah. it was so good. And I think uh, Tenoch Huerta is yeah. so good as oh, yeah. Namor. Oh, yeah, I, I like like perfect casting. He's equal parts menacing and incredibly sexy like like i mean oh, no more no more in the comics Bro, is like those those legs dude <laughs> dude dude okay okay big he's got big manly legs dude 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 i don't know what you're talking about but those ankles with those he's got ripped ass quads dude i just respect it okay sure i mean you can tell with the the like the tiny shorts he's wearing moving on <laughs> um i did want to uh fuck oh in the sorry in the comics namor is like famously a womanizer and like he like he's mr steal your girl right like he's Dude, he he's was totally always, flirting with sherry yes yes and he's always <laughs> like he's always trying to get um with invisible woman like the of the fantastic four and through storm yeah, 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 Sue Storm, and I think some other characters. Like that's no that's a big way. part of his character. Is he, he he's a wait, really flirty, did he do it? guy. Did, did he? Did oh wait, he, she's <laughs> married. <I don't, laughs> anyways, we're gonna move on from that. Um, you had some comments, uh, Talokan. I mean, Adrian. You're gonna change your name on this platform. It says Talokan <laughs> is your name, and it's confusing me. It's it's great. Um, going back. Going back. I'm going to pick Peter's brain on this one. Mm-mm. Peter, you've been awfully quiet when this conversation about Namor started. Please. He hates Namor. Please. No, actually, like, let's talk about it. What, what's up with that? What's up with that? What's up? I've said everything I want to say about the character. I thought I think... his political part was very interesting. The fact that, you know, he's actually considering things from a nation's leader perspective. But the fact that he went from, like, you know, mostly uh, like sort of having this battle mentally going to physical, like like declaring war on Wakanda. I thought that was a little too quick, and I did not buy that. And the fact I don't that think that's a problem with the character, though. I think it's the plot development. Yeah, sure, plot. Uh, but then like you switch back into his like more thoughtful political side at the end, which I liked. So like it was really the middle part that's missing for me. I yeah, I think a lot of people have issues with his motivations and how it changes. So at the start, it's very sensible, right? Like it's, I want to protect my people. 
you know, here's this threat, the, the scientist who knows how to find us, and we don't want that to happen, so we need to stop that. Maybe it's a little extreme to have her killed. I I forget if that was a, a necessity, like a necessity part of the plan, but... Um, and then at some point, he reveals that he wants to just burn the entire world. I don't know if that was literal or maybe more figurative. Um, Dude, it was literal, man. But it sounded literal. Like, yeah. it sounded like he actually wanted to burn the entire surface world. Like, dude, Wakanda... it was so like, Give me a second. fire? Yeah, he said he was going to burn it with fire. I mean, that's what burn means. And, oh, I don't take that and he, literally. I don't take and, he was, and he was going to, like, um, he was going to attack Wakanda first if they didn't side with him. And it was that shift that I think a lot of people have problems with. And also, I think it harkens back to the worst parts of Killmonger. In that both of them are like relatively like sympathetic characters where you're like, yeah, I understand where they're coming from. And then they're like, okay, but what if we colonized or destroyed the entire world? And you're like, oh, why did you do that? So I think I think that's the issue people have. If I mean, yeah, I mean, the other thing I want to say, and I, I think this factors into it, is I think I was trying to like figure out what the themes of this movie are, and I and I was trying to think, like, you know, it's obviously about grief. And I could never figure out how Namor plays into that because he's not grieving anything, really. And it occurred to me that he's actually, like, just a, a great reflection of who the Black Panther is as an entire character and not just as a as through grief. So, you know, obviously they're both protectors and leaders of their respective nations. Um, but also... I think, and I think this plays into the motivations, is that both Namor and Shuri are dealing with rage, right? So Shuri is feeling rage because of grief, and Namor is feeling rage, I guess also because of grief, because of yeah. like how his people were treated because of colonialism. And so it's the, I think the theme that's being portrayed here is this balance, finding balance between rage and what's best for your people and trying to be a good leader trying to find that like harmony between the role you have and your your feelings right so i i think i don't actually mind it as much considering that it maybe it's a little rushed the fact that he just wants to burn the world but that's i think that's what peter was commenting on adrian yeah i think uh, it's that and also like, the way they built sort of his motivation up was so well done. Like, you first see, like, a faithful retelling of his backstory, him sitting with Shuri, just talking about, like, his past. And then he invited Shuri to a tour of Talcon, which was so beautiful. Like, you see the people, they're all friendly, you know, see just them living their life. And, and like, you're like, you know, like, surely you don't want, like outside world to discover this and destroy this beautiful little thing that we have here. But then he escalated so quickly. It's like, I heard you in the river that night. You want to burn the world down. Let's do it together. I'm just like, bro, fuck you ruined it. <laughs> like it was so beautiful. Like it was just like, we just want to protect this world. Like if it's just about protection, I think everyone would get behind that. But like yeah. he turned from like defensive to offensive so quickly mm. And the aggression just fucking spiked up. And I'm just like, bro, you were that close. That I close. do think it is important to note, though. I agree it can be handled better. But I think it's important to note they are on a like a ticking clock. 
they are not going to be hidden forever. There's no shot. Like the yeah. way, and that's like that's a major part of the movie. People are looking for vibranium. Yeah, they've tracked down the scientists. They're not going to be able to stop it forever. And I think he realizes that. And I think he's his goal is to be proactive. Is it maybe a little extreme instead of just being like a more methodical, targeted approach to that? Yeah, I think so. But I also I don't take that literally. Like he, I don't think he wants to burn the world the the countries down but i also agree that i think it would have been they could have done something more interesting like he had a different idea of how he's going to handle it but i think it makes a lot of sense that he'd choose to be proactive and not just protect and defend because that's you, you're not going to be able to do that forever you know what would be really cool though Enterpoint? if we no, see if we see like the military might of uh Talakon, we really just see him from like a foot soldier, them versus the uh the uh the Dora Malaje perspective. But like if we see like we see Wakanda's air power, we see them infantries, we see their technology, we know a Wakanda is not a nation yeah. to be like Peter. You know, I think that's all they have. Like, I don't think Talokan Oh, right, because they, they didn't accept ships. technology. Right, right, right. They, you yeah. see their military might. It's a lot of whales. Yeah, a lot of whales and water bombs. You know, yeah. like they, yeah, and water bombs, yeah. yeah. And water um, balloons. Yeah, Adrian, do you have a counterpoint? Sorry, to what, to what, to what kind of point to what, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Do you want to defend Namor? Because <laughs> we were just commenting on it. No, we're, we're not shitting on him. We're just saying that, you know, like, we can't get behind most of his motive, but, like, that little part would sort yeah. of well, a problem. I think Alex said it beforehand. Again, you got to look at it from, like, just not the, the part of, like, you know, oh, we're going to burn the world and all that stuff, like, he has every reason to burn the world. He has every reason to be angry because, you know, he was getting colonized and he had he had been oppressed to the Atlantic because, like, you know, the Spanish were, were after it, their people, right? And he realized that the surface world was like, yo, we can't be here because the surface world fucking hates us. So that's why we're going to retreat and we're going to hide away. And for him to say, like, we're going to burn the world... It's been fucking centuries. Of course he wants to burn the world. That's the last thing he remembers in the, within the movie. And that's why he still ha- holds on to that feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, shit, I lost my point. Hold on. Yeah, he lost, like, he has that same feeling. So, like, him, like, saying all this shit, like, I 100% agree because it's anger. And and and, and, and then, and then and it, it adds in when, when he shows uh, Shuri... Uh, telecon you can see that that being like yo he actually needs to protect us like you as a viewer you're like fuck he needs to protect us and then that kind of gives you the hints like i i can get why he's angry i can get Mm -hmm. why he wants to fucking burn the world down because he's protecting what they try to take what they try to take uh from him when like the spanish conquistadors came in so i i i i understand namor you know you know what would be really cool if we see Namor more than just uh, like a leader, we see him more on a personal level. I think that would be really cool. We sort of see part of that when he was talking to Shuri, but then yeah. like if we, <laughs> we see... do, <laughs> but but the, here's the thing. That's you know what I agree with you. But here's where um, it actually hits that part right there. We all have a mother. We all everybody has a mother. So when he started talking about his mother, it got personal as fuck. And then when he gave him, uh, when he gave Shuri the little, uh, the bracelet, 
that became super personal. So right then and there, that's a connection right there. And just by him just showing and telling the story to Shuri about his mother, that's already way personal. And then him going out of his way to show her Telecon and then, you know, showing her around and like telling her all this shit. Like, and then them actually having a discussion before any shit goes down. That's personal. Like, it, 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 that's the way I see it. Dude, if there was more of that, that would be great. Because I think. Oh, no, I, I 100. Here, here's yeah, the I thing, though. I 100% agree with that because, like, again, like, excuse me, it was my favorite character in the movie, so I would have loved to see more of it because, like, I'm not going to lie. Halfway through the movie, I was like, we haven't really, like, we don't really know much about uh, Namor as we should. And then that's when they started coming in with, like, all the, the history of it. And that's when I was like, oh, okay, like, this shit is personal. Yeah. Like, we that's, understand the villain now. That's because... Riri and right. Agent Ross and Val, like all those other Yeah, they cock blocked the yeah. story. Like, I'm like, sorry. Dude, if away. we see yeah. Namor with sort of like his friends, his people, him interacting with them a little more, that would be lovely. That would like, be the, cool, actually. I agree. Because being at the end, it was sort of doing that, but I like to see a lot more than that, you know? Yeah. Like, I thought yeah. it was really cool when um he's this uh, descendant to the throne and he's like telling the people that it's like, yo, we're going to fucking war. Like, that shit was dope. I was like, yo, we're going to war. Dude, dude, dude. I was, dude, I was rooting for the villain this movie. I'm how, not how did you guys how'd you guys rate the war cry though? Are you guys more of a Wakanda Forever type of guy or Rise Talakon type of guy? You know? Oh Talakon one hundred percent. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a thing though. Like Stay when they out when, of it. when they when they start like um I got go- uh, one part I got goosebumps at, um, going into the whole war cry is uh when they were like on the boat, or whatever, and then Shuri started d- doing the Wakanding like uh, war cry, and it just reminded me of like Chadwick Boseman in Infinity War, like when they're going and everything, like half of the like the Avengers are there and they're all like screaming and shit, and I was just like, damn, this shit's dope. Yeah, yeah but I, and all jokes aside, I, I have no comment on that one because I like both sides, but you know. Cool. Okay, that was a good discussion on Neymar. Um, was another character we've we've got so much left to talk about. Uh, Ramanda, I think Angela Bassett put in like a pro- like maybe the best performance of the movie. Like she's phenomenal. Uh, you talked about it, Peter. Like her speech to Okoye, her speech at the UN. Lots of speeches, but like every speech is really well done. Um, I Peter, stop touching that your mic. God. <laughs> You damn it, Peter! No, I'm saying. God damn it! Um, the one thing that I did, she have to die. Like it's kind of silly that in a movie where it's all about grieving the loss of one character, you have to then grieve the loss of another character. So I really like not... that. I no, like I that she like... died too. I thought it was a really surprising twist too. I wasn't expecting that at all. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, if you're dealing with one more, like, like, uh, I think what it's what morning... pushed Shuri over the edge. Yeah. You know? Cause like, I mean, it, literally, it literally is that like, it's that moment in the screenplay. You know what I mean? Like yeah, where someone dies and it propels you the into men- the third act. The mentor dies. Yeah. Right. Um, but like, it, yeah, I thought, I thought it was great. I, I actually, I thought that was really, really cool. I think it added more pressure onto Shuri. Uh, I think that like we, that last fight wouldn't have felt the same because it's like now there was also a personal, that's true. Like yeah. Namora killed her. So, like, 
like that's and so it's way more personal and shuri overcoming her vengeful streak yeah to forgive that yeah exactly as a result yeah and i want to i want to talk about the speech just a little bit like i love that line i think it's in the trailers as well like i am the ruler the queen of the most powerful nation in the world and my whole family is dead this is when um like shuri was taken and presumed yeah. dead by the 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 royal people and it's just something so personal about that where you have a country with such vast resources you can cure impossible disease you can you know build technological marvels you have technology like years centuries beyond everywhere else on earth but yet your family is gone and there's something that's like the contrast between the power the might of wakanda versus this power and might of this small family and like these two things side by side comparing them it's just something so powerful about that line i loved it i think what you mean is that even with all this power there's great responsibility no i'm kidding Um, (laughs) with great power you know there's still things out of your control and i think that's yeah and and family you know like dude you know if fast and furious can pull any of this shit bro like they would be over the moon right now like Don, Don Toreno talking about family versus that. <laughs> oh my um, god. No, but like back on like Ramonda dying, like I I understand the ways that it benefits the screenplay. Like I think you're right that it makes Shuri more vengeful. But like this is a movie about Chadwick Boseman passing away. And I feel like that's just another thing in the long list of things that is taking away from that and making like takes away from making this like a movie that kind of like honors his legacy. It's, it's like, okay, we're grieving him and this character. And then another character dies. And like, like, I, you know, I can only repeat myself so many times. Like it, yeah. it's a distraction. And, you know, I, I get that it makes Shuri the leader and now she's the one who has to make the decision. So like, there's, there's reasons why they did it. And I don't know what it looks like if, like, the story looks like if you don't do it. But I, I'm not a huge fan of the fact that they did it because I think Shuri grieving her brother should have been the focus of this movie. And it, like, look at the end of the movie, right? At the very end, she's grieving her brother, not her mom. No, she doesn't. She was... Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Let me finish. She's she has to put the thing on the fire. And that's for her brother, not for her mom. She has to get over the grief. Oh, really? I thought like, that's the funeral ground for oh her mom. God. No. Oh the my whole God. movie okay. is her trying to push grief out of her mind. And that turns to rage. And then she has to accept that she has to feel these things. And then you add that she has to grieve for her mother too. And it, I think it's too much. But that's, that's different just, though. I, I think that if you don't have the other distractions in it, then it's not a problem. I think that that's not, I, I think it's, it's just a, it's a test for the character. I think it is completely in line with what it is, but I think this is just an agree to disagree type situation. Alex, but it's different though. Cause Shuri personally failed T'Challa because she could not come up with the synthetic heart shaped herb. But she did not personally fail her mother, per se. So I think, like, the death is more personal to her. Ch- uh, sorry, uh, T'Challa's death is more personal to her than Ramonda's death. Because she thought she could save him. You're... 
You're fighting over which family member's death was more impactful to a character. And I feel like this is really just, you know, it's... Anyways, Adrian, do you have any thoughts about it? You're leaning yes, close I to do. hitting the microphone. So I have... Yeah. Yes, I do. Um, it's here. Like, I think... Yeah, it was Aiden that said it. I think that it, it needed to be done. Because, you know, we're yes, we're mourning the... the the life of Chadwick Boseman and his character in this movie. But we're settling, we're setting up, not we, because I'm not, I didn't write the fucking movie. The movie's setting up the next Black Panther, like the next, like the next heir to the throne. And like, you kind of have to like, in a way, do something so you can keep the franchise going, keep the characters going too. And this I'm, I'm going to try to compare because this is what I just thought about. This is kind of like Spider-Man's origin story at the end of uh, uh, the last mm-hmm. movie, No Way Home or whatever mm-hmm. it's called, sorry. Yeah. How, yeah. like, everything that he has is dead. It disappeared, and now he's starting from zero, and that's his actual origin story. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's this is what they're doing with Shuri by, obviously, Chadwick Boseman not being in the movie for obvious reasons, but for, for Shuri's mom, and her dad to be gone is setting up her storyline and her, um, what's the word? Her, I guess her strength to become the the best Black Panther that she can be. And I think that uh, helps with the overall motive in her character. I think you're right. Um, and, and like functionally, it serves as, you know, like you said, Uncle Ben dying or Aunt May dying or... You know, even in the first Black Panther movie, it happens before the movie starts, but um, T'Chaka, you know, has to die yeah. so that uh, Black Panther can be king. And like, like, I totally agree with you, but that's just like, that's the corporate franchise outlook of it. You know, like, I, I, and those true. are the things, yes, that's like, <laughs> Aiden, that's not fucking true. Literally, literally what Adrian said was like, you have to continue the franchise. And oh, sure. Was, and if this was just a movie that was like trying to create something that honors the loss of like their friend, like I think anything that is like trying to continue the franchise and is about like like a corporate thing, like this is it's gross. It feels but gross. I, but and I don't think that her dying is just a it's just to continue the franchise. I, I think it, it just it straight up makes sense in the story. It helps build on the theme as well. Cause like, like I said, like it, it helps because she's the new Black Panther now and it helps set up her storyline. Well, it's not, it's not like Angela Bassett was going to be the new Black Panther. Shuri was going to be the new one anyways. Right. I, I just Dude, wonder if like, there was a way that it could have just been, cause this movie is sure. supposed to be about grief about T'Challa. And anytime the movie strays away from that, I'm going to be critical of that because that's what the movie sets up at the beginning. And when it becomes about other things, like I, it's not the. I most don't think it becomes about something. Yeah, else no, happens, dude. But, then what you're well, looking I, I, for? Like I'm just saying the same thing. So, dude, what you're looking for is a tribute to Chadwick Boseman, not Wakanda Forever. Like this movie, partly it's a tribute to Chadwick's time as Black Panther, as much as sort of passing on the torch to the next Black Panther. We'll agree to disagree. We've set our points. Uh, yeah. Then we bring back Killmonger. Um, in that, it's, uh, it's fine, yeah. and no biggie. 
I have to say, oh, that, I like, like that a lot. Yeah, I, I like the idea that he's there. I think I'm kind of with Peter that like I found the scene itself a little underwhelming. Um, but like the idea that Shuri is becoming like Killmonger is super fascinating to me. Oh yeah, I love that. I love that. Part. And then she sees him. Cool. Yeah. And I also like the fact that, and this is from like a video analysis I watched, but when Killmonger sees the ancestral plane, he only sees where his dad died because like, like he's, he's kind of stuck there and he yeah. can't like look, he can't see the bigger picture. And Shuri is the exact same thing. Her yeah. ancestral plane is stuck where her mom died and she can't see the bigger picture. She can't go where uh, T'Challa had gone in the, the plane place. Um, yeah, it's her like it's her focus on like vengeance and her rage that's like preventing her from grieving and connecting to. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I thought it was great. And I mean, I don't think Kugler can make a movie without uh, Michael, Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> literally, literally has not made a movie without him even once. Every single movie has him. He's, he's a the, fucking actor, role. bro. He did he's, the he's green fantastic. Movie, yeah. yeah, it's just funny. Um. A uh, smaller character, uh, there was a new character introduced. Michaela Cole plays Aneka in this movie, I think. Let me just double check that, actually. Um, what, do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, it's the, about. the the girl with the knives. Yes. Yeah, yeah I didn't really she's, get why she was there, to be honest. Doesn't really exactly. do much. And I was just like, what was the point of this? What was the point? I think I think it's a little bit of you know Marvel's first lesbian character kind of thing. Yeah. Like maybe they wanted to and like hey, that's yeah. good. I like that. But also just like in a movie that's so overstuffed with ideas, here's another one. You know, yeah. here's another new character. And like the original Black Panther has a huge cast of important characters. So yeah. we're dealing with those characters who are still around, and then we have to add more. And it's 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 a lot. Um. I, don't, I thought she was like an interesting character. Yeah, she seemed like she had she had like a character, you know, like she had personality traits, which you know not every character it's could great. say that, but yeah, yeah it is great. <laughs> That's about as all as much as yeah. I can say for the for that guy. Um, then there's a boat fight, and it's are it's we gonna talk much... about Winston Duke? I'll get there eventually. Okay. I've put him later. You have the discussion points, so you could also see that uh, for yourself. Uh, there's a big fight on a boat. Aiden mentioned earlier, like, there's a really nice shot that's overhead. Um, but I think a lot of the boat fight just becomes kind of like, okay, now we're going to do a big fight. And it's it's very similar to the end of Black Panther 1. I think it's better. I actually really like the but... boat fight. I, I think that I think because the conflict between Talakon and Wakanda is so interesting and you aren't fully on either of their sides, I think that makes it really interesting because you just want the fight to end. You don't want either of them to win. You just want it to end. Like, because, you know, like you empathize with both of them. I, I thought it was really cool. I think it's shot really well. I think that's a really, it's a really cool action sequence. I think it's really nice. I, like, there are definitely shots where I was like, oh, this is fucking sick. Um... Yeah, and then I, I like well. There's the other part too. I was gonna get into Shuri versus Namor, but that's another point. Um, I think it's better shot than the first Black Panther big battle, but when it becomes like it's just a bunch of people fighting on the surface of a ship that, or it's it's almost like a submarine. Like there's nothing 
no identifiable features on the top. Like it's literally just a deck and you've got the volume midday sky behind them. Like it lost me there. And I was like, this doesn't look all that good. Like it's gray ship kind of almost a little unsaturated pale blue sky behind them. And I was like, I don't love this part up to this part. Like when, when they have to dive off the side of the ship that's and they're sick. holding the ropes, that's sick, right? The overhead shots in the water. That's cool. Um, there's some other stuff like earlier in the battle, but like, as it goes on. And I mean, also there's the whole bit with Ironheart that I hate. Um, yeah. Well, that's, just, I agree. That's the worst part of the fight for sure. hundred yeah. percent. But I, as a whole sequence with like everything that's leading up to that, I, I actually think it's really cool. I, I don't know. That's just how I feel. Like I just, I got a little bit like, I didn't love the look of the fight, and yeah, that's my thoughts. Dude, Peter has and the and the location of the scene is just, I think, straight off fantastic. Uh, like, I think <laughs> I, I just completely disagree with you. So when you say that, it's it's it makes me laugh. So okay, continue. well, like if we look at Mission Impossible, John Wick, like these movies, they built on action scenes. Like their entire thing is about finding different locations to make these action scenes interesting, and I think. The, them fighting on top of a submarine while the telecom warriors trying to climb up from the side just creates a really visually interesting scene versus like you guys have mentioned just fighting on a plane in black panther one for example and like the whole feeling of this encroaching danger rising up from the depths and just slowly climbing up and getting closer and closer to the uh um sorry what are these what are these warriors called uh, the Dora Milaje Warriors. And I think it's just a very, like, both in terms of tension and in terms of fight choreograph, very well done. Like, I don't I don't have a problem with that scene. I thought Adrian it was cool, too. To yeah. Adrian? Okay, yeah. Adrian, go. You're leaning forward. Do you have something to say? Boat fight. I fucking liked it, bro. Like, I, I liked it, too. No. I liked it too. Like I, I really did. I fucking liked it. If you guys don't like it, well, fuck you. <laughs> I, it's just me, I think it's just Alex. Like, okay, it's just well, Alex. Fuck you, Alex. We'll no, pay Alex a visit later. I, I do. I do agree. I don't know who said the point, but I do agree that the it's because fuck the armor for Ironheart pisses me off. It looks like yeah, a shitty anime. Fucking yeah. Like I don't. I don't like it. But like. It was still cool to see it because when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's sick. But then when I really saw it, I'm like, man, you know, but I, I like the boat scene. It was very well made. I like the action sequence. Everything was cool. Um, there was one thing that there was one little shot that I really liked, which I can't remember. I can't remember what it was, but it was fucking sick. I bet it was. Yeah. Aiden? Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, like, one of my problems was like. I feel like I get that they're rushed, but maybe come up with a better plan. Like I understand, like we're gonna yeah, go fight the, we're gonna go to fight water, the water. Yeah. We're gonna go fight the water people in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, like, that was that's, hey, that's what I mean about like location. I think the fight yeah. scene, the issue I have is just location. It's yeah. the middle of the ocean. And there's nothing around. Yeah, sure. There's, okay. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. visually interesting about the ocean. Yeah. Just like. Let me fucking finish. There's nothing visual. Well, if you really think about it, <laughs> or the sky, or the boat, like this is. Think about you know we're talking about how much we love the production design. That's and then true. The this boat could have been boring ass yeah. gray boat. No, actually, like I'm 100 with you there. Yeah, yeah. Actually, thank you. Okay, thank you. Like, no, like I'm you with have you this, there. this yeah. cult. Like you know, it's supposed to be all about the culture and like 
even the ships have like these interesting like yeah. flares to them. Like there's I don't know what it, to call it, but like there's like these little I'm using my fingers to like like poke things on the edge. Of it looks like a mask almost, right? Mm. And there's nothing identifiable about the boat. So it's just a gray. <laughs> so mask. your yeah, problem right. is yeah. the Wakandan submarine doesn't look Wakandan enough. There's just not. There's like no. In, it's, there's no interesting sure. like production design behind it. I, sure. I actually yeah. do agree with that point a lot. I while I still like the sequence a lot, I I agree with that point. That could have been a sure. Lot. I think. Yeah, but you can have that way. You can have that same. Yeah. See, but that you can have that same argument with the fucking the 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 flying shits that they have the 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 jet Sure. The whatever jet that. Is. <laughs> I don't know why I said. No, I was thinking of fucking Mobius. Remember how Mobius? He, isn't it called Mobius? The guy Which that was, no, not Morbius. The guy from Loki that wants to ride a jet ski. Oh yeah, yeah that is okay. Mobius. What yeah. was he riding in though? What are you talking, yeah, about, what talking about? What guys? I was trying to. I don't even want to explain a, the joke. Is there right a now. boat fight in Loki? No. Okay. But no, I, I I agree with that point. Should we just move on? Yeah. Yes, move on, please. Okay. You guys didn't I'll catch on to the fucking joke, you. and I don't want to repeat myself. I'll save you. Okay, so Fuck as we're wrapping guys. up, as we're wrapping up, uh, Shuri versus Neymar fight, super sick. Fucking Lots of dope. like, yeah. Throughout the yeah. movie, there's a lot of slow motion, which with Black Adam also uses it a lot. But like, people were like saying that was like Zack Snyder, and I didn't like it in Black Adam. But the slow motion, I think, was used effectively in this movie. Well, yes, that Zack Snyder doesn't use slow motion effectively, so that yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> there you go. So that um, makes sense. Yeah, and I think I think you know, I think uh, Ryan Coogler wanted to fix what didn't work about Black Panther one, and the, almost the most universal complaint was how boring the climactic fight was. And yeah. I think he completely fixes it here. This is the yeah. most interesting fight in the entire movie. It's very intense camera work. Like every hit feels like super yes. forceful and it's very creatively filmed. Like Neymar zooming around and like, I don't know. Like I, I really like that. It fight also, scene. it's really intense. Like when yeah. I would sure he got stabbed I, and I know maybe this is just dumb brain, but like, I was like, Oh brain. fuck. I was actually gasps in the theater. I was like, holy shit. And when she cuts off one of the wings, I was like, oh my God. Like, right. Oh my God. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. When she cuts off the wing, I touch my wing because I have I wings like, now. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I like, I'm like scrunched up my face in the theater. I was yeah. like, holy shit. And I, when she sets him on fire, I was like, oh my God, she just fucking killed yeah. him. Yeah. I legitimately believe that she just fucking murdered him right there. Because she said Wakanda forever. No, I honestly yeah. thought that was a sacrifice too. Because I thought she killed herself yeah, and Namar. No, not Namar. Yeah. Fucking Namor. And I was like, oh shit! But then they both alive. It's yeah. the classic thing. It's escalation, right? And yeah. and stakes, right? And yeah. uh, the other fight doesn't really have that when it's impersonal and like these two CGI things grappling. Yeah. Um, Peter, do you have something to say? You look like you do, but maybe not. No. No, no, that's just his resting face. Um, <laughs> the fight. Why'd you say the, like that? <laughs> the fight ends with uh, Shuri holding the spear to Namor's throat. And okay, first of show of hands, has anyone seen the movie? Come and see. No, I don't. I look no. at my notes. It. I was literally going to ask you. Like, I don't know what is come and see. Homage? <sighs> okay, okay. So come and see is a fantastic movie. One of the best movies I've ever seen. It's a Russian movie from the eighties. 
it's like the most probably the only actually anti-war movie that exists Mm. Uh, actually i wouldn't even say that it's it's still like kind of like arousing anyways that doesn't matter the movie ends this isn't really a spoiler but there's a scene in the movie where the boy who has become a soldier is holding a gun to a painting of hitler like it says like hitler the liberator or something and he's he starts firing the gun at at the the picture of hitler and it starts going like he, he starts thinking and like we see what he's thinking about and it's footage of like nazi parades or whatever and it's going back in time everything's played in reverse order and it goes from like the present to the past and then you see baby hitler eventually like that's how far it goes and then i thought he you realized, were gonna say baby yoda <laughs> no and so he's, he keeps firing the gun firing the gun firing the gun at the poster and then he sees the baby and he hesitates because he's a kid right and they do that. They do the exact same scene with Shuri and Nomar. And I laughed. I actually laughed and I felt bad. But like I laughed in the theater when I realized that that's what they were doing. Because um, it's just like, like, it's such a great moment. But like, also, they completely ripped it off from that movie. And and like, it literally goes to Namor as a boy again. Like, it does the same thing. But I mean, it's a good moment. I think it's, I think it's I a great moment. Like it. I really like that they did it without dialogue. I think that's a yeah. lot more powerful. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I like that moment a lot. Um, yeah, so then the movie ends. Basically, uh, we get King Mbaku. So let's talk about Mbaku. The reason I put him here is because literally, like, he does almost nothing for the whole movie. Yeah. He's kind of like in an advisorial role for a bit, but yeah. like, as far as the plot Just goes, he doesn't. Out. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't do <laughs> too much. He gets I... punched by Neymar in a great. That was yeah. awesome when he gets. Oh, that was I, thought he, I thought he died. Yeah, so Peter, you wanted to talk about Mbaku, though. So Dude, go ahead. I love Winston Duke. Winston Duke. He's great. Fantastic yeah. actor. Yeah. But in this movie, a little too much. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think oh, no, I thought he was great. I thought he was so charismatic every time he was on screen. I, yeah. I, I, think, I think he got be toned down just a little bit. Like what? Like in some scenes what are you that saying, are not, Peter? <laughs> I think in some scenes that are not meant to be funny, he was too funny. You know what I mean? Oh, actually, I don't agree with you on that point. But something that I just remembered, I had a problem with the times this movie is trying to be funny. I didn't notice it with Mbaku too oh, much, but yeah. there are times where this movie, there where they make a joke and it's like, no, don't do that. Like don't in the that. in the fucking in their bad room. jokes. In it's the in Riri. the fucking throne room, it was it's like just Riri Williams. It, it was like. Uh, they call him Cuckoo Khan. Like, you don't have to emphasize every word. Just say Cuckoo Khan. It's funny. That wasn't funny, though. That wasn't like a I thought it was funny. hilarious. Yeah, that, that was not funny. What was that was hilarious. hilarious Be nice to me. right now. <laughs> careful, buddy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, be careful, little guy. Watch, watch what you say on my podcast. Um, <laughs> no, I think I, I agree with Aiden, not Peter, on the fact that whenever the movie is trying to be funny, it's like, guys we're trying to be serious here it's like okay it's like you're at a remembrance day ceremony and your friends keep laughing and you're like yeah. guys shut the fuck up stop laughing like that's what this is yeah can i and please like, can i please like i know that we're talking about the movie but can i please yeah. tell a quick story about a remembrance day because okay, sure, no, like because like it's embedded in my fucking head okay sure you get two minutes okay i only need like one minute okay so i was I back in grade one <laughs> i was I was back in uh, grade one, 
or not grade one. Sorry, I was back in grade five, and you know when uh, you have like a moment of silence for for the troops or anything or Trump something like that. Dude, it, it was like it was like it, it was like halfway done, and it was just dead said, silence, yeah. dead silence in the gymnasium, and then all you hear from the other side of the room is just somebody farted so loud that everyone started laughing, and I remember like laughing, but I was like, oh shit, like I can't laugh, so I try to like you know I try to like keep it in, but I I couldn't hold myself, so it just reminded me of that. And and yeah, that brings me to my next Good point. Story. However, Good that story. brings me to my next point. However, okay, yes, when Neymar farted and the bubbles <laughs> rise up because he's in the ocean, it was <laughs> it was a bubble bath. It was a bubble bath. Um, no, I I liked the Mbaku and the scene where he. I think it was the very first scene that he came in, where he's holding a fucking pepperoni stick, and it just comes in. No, it's it. a carrot. Oh, he's was a it a carrot? Yeah, yeah he's a vegetarian. That's even funnier. Yeah, That's even he's funnier. like Aiden. He's a vegetarian. Oh, I feel bad for him, actually. For Who? being a vegetarian? Yeah, bro. That's weird. Who? <laughs> oh, me? Yeah. Oh, Are you Baku. okay? Oh, uh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Guys, stay focused. What the fuck? <laughs> Are you okay? Like, Do you have any other thoughts about Mbaku and No, no, no. We're not talking about Black Panther things. anymore. We're talking about... Aiden's while being a white, he's, he's on a vegetarian. It's, it's too long. Um, I let's talk about the fact that he's now the king. Probably, I oh, yeah, like that. That's right. Yeah, I think that. it's a good choice. He's yeah. been proven over the couple last couple of movies that he's a great leader, very well thought out, like patient, kind of like always. Think, I don't know how to describe a leader. No, I, I he's agree. Got, yeah. He's got all the good qualities. And, you know, we see Shuri and she's impatient. She's um, impulsive. She's young. she's young. So I think I think it's good that he also, like, not a big fan that Black Panther is such a proponent of the idea of monarchy. That's a kind of a complaint yeah. I have about Black Panther 1. Okay, to be, I would agree with you, but I have always just accepted, like, this isn't a real world country. We aren't acting like... This is a Wait, real Wakanda's world. not real. No, but you know what I mean. Like, if Wakanda existed in real life, like there would be so many. Like, they wouldn't be good, probably, just because of like, like uh, monarchies are bad and stuff like that. But I've always been able to just bind to the fact, like, okay, this is fictional universe where this these are the good guys and they're the infallible good guys. Like, uh, I'm not completely infallible, but I've always yeah. just been able to buy into that. I see what you mean, but I think. That um, I think it's actually more interesting if they just acknowledge that, right? Like, sure. yeah, maybe the monarchy isn't good. Maybe we should do something about that. You know, Black Panther three, and and here they did that, right? Yeah. Someone else is going to be king for a bit. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so that happens, and then they rescue Ross. <laughs> <laughs> from friends, oh God, they I rescue Ross from so, friends. Actually, yeah. Um, I hate that. And then and then we get introduced to T'Challa Junior. Why did they yep. name him T'Challa? That's... It's the legacy, bro. It's just give him a different name. Here's here. It's... I actually have a lot of opinions about that. It feels one. It feels like, like, you know how the Marvel big Marvel fans are like, oh, I recognize that, and like that's where all the the pleasure of watching Marvel movies derives from. Yeah. yeah, and just being like, oh, I know that guy. Yeah. Holy shit! It's 
it's Glove Shadow. You need a Marvel. <laughs> yeah, it's the Glove right? Shadow of Star Wars. Yeah. Of yeah. Um, but like, I, you know, it's a little bit on the nose to name yeah, him Just give him a fucking different name. Who cares? I thought he was going to be named like T'Chaka or something. Like, I, I thought when I when he said, do you want to know what my real name is? I thought it was going to be something else. And I was like, okay, who's he yeah. going to be? But I kill longer. Yeah. <laughs> what if he was like, <laughs> they're like, do you want to know what my real name is? And she's like, Eric. it's like, and he's like, Everett Ross. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Val. No, um, uh, I have a, I have a, I have a point about oh, that. It's just the fact that also he's named when T'Challa is alive. I think, unless it was during the snap, I don't know. That's weird. What, what I, what's your point? Yeah, what's your what point? I what I actually want to say about that because I thought that was um, what the fuck. Sorry, I just got a text message. I don't know where. Um, it's crazy. You got a text message? Yeah, I have a fucking <laughs> internet in my house. Um, yeah. What I thought was interesting in that what actually me and my brother talked about that um, before the second Black Panther came out there was that whole discussion of being like, what's actually going to happen to the black Panther character at the South? Is it wrong to recast them? Is it wrong to like, you know, move on and just acknowledge nothing happened or anything. And I think that by kind of like, how do I say this? So it makes sense. I think by the way that it's being done right now, that they're, they're putting Shuri as a black Panther right now. So then when the kid Who's like the the uh, T'Challa's son gets to be Black Panther? That that's like them recasting it in a way so they don't lose like the Black Panther figure that they lost. If that kind of makes sense. Yeah, I agree with you, and I know what you mean. Um, I have heard a lot about that. The fact that like you know, here's a positive black male character that's a superhero, and there's not very many of them, and so to lose that is a lot. I. I hope that they keep with Shuri because... Oh, yeah, no, on, me too, 100%. On the exact same point, like, now you have maybe the first black female no? yeah. superhero? Yeah, I, I agree with her. There's, cat, there's Halle Berry's Catwoman. Oh, fuck, there's Halle Berry's Catwoman. <laughs> Yo, right. Halle, Halle Berry Fair is enough. so fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I will say that I don't think there's a lot of kids dressing up as Halle Berry's Catwoman right. for Halloween. Yeah, no, please Under don't. the age of 18. Please know? don't, please um, don't. Please don't. Um, so I think I think you know keep Shuri. You know eventually you know maybe T'Challa grows up and you get a new one. But I I like how they handled it. Yeah. Again, it also adds to like this suit know, also looks fucking sick. Sorry. It also... Oh my fucking god! Is Peter asleep? Hmm? No. Peter was fucking asleep <laughs> during the fucking podcast. Okay, that means we have to wrap up. I guess that's a clue. I'm just gonna skip ahead of all the points because Peter was fucking asleep. So. We don't need to finish the rest of that. That was the movie. I think <laughs> so fucking funny. Oh. Guys, I need to reevaluate my life now. Oh fuck. Peter, do we have a segment? I oh, just That's Aiden's segment. That's not my Aiden, do we have I, a fucking segment? I, I, sorry, real quick. I love how Peter was just like, I wasn't asleep, and then he kind of made the face. It's like, fuck, they caught me. <laughs> I do want to. I do want to really quick, and let's not discuss it. I like the last point of where does it rank the MCU? Where does it rank in Phase Four? Oh, you do want to? Okay, sure. Let's, sure, let's just do, do it that. quick. We don't have to discuss it. Um, I think this ranks high in the MCU for me. I, Adrian said yeah. that it was one of your favorites. I actually think yeah. this is one of my favorites too. I think this is a this is really really good installment in terms of Phase Four, hands down the best one, for yeah, sure. Top five easily. 
in the Adrian, MCU. how do you feel? Peter, you don't get a say anymore. You were sleeping. Adrian, what's your thoughts? My thoughts is that for sure, like like Aiden said, it's 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 very high rated up in the MCU. Alex, I remember we had a discussion about like you asked me, it's like, oh, what's your favorite yeah. MCU movie? And I said, Endgame is fucking toxic because like really? again. The whole character of, of Namor just brought it up for me because, like, I can't identify with the character. So, therefore, for me personally, is my favorite, probably my favorite Marvel movie of all time. Interesting. That's I've given a lot of, I've given a lot of thought. Um, I initially ranked it very high, but as I became more critical, I ranked it a little bit lower. I think it's in the top. Um, I think I have it at eleven right now, just like just under Black Panther one. Only because I think the fact that this film is so messy just drags it down for me. Um, So I think Black Panther 1 being so concise and clear, I really appreciate that. I mean, rewatchability, I think I would maybe watch this one. Mm, What other nine movies are better than this for you in the MCU? You want to play this game? I will play this game. Uh, First off, Guardians of the Galaxy 1. I love that movie so much. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is my second favorite. Those two movies are some of the only ones that get... Fair enough. Dude, they were both great. I loved them too. They actually get emotion out of me. I think the production design I cried when Guardians 2 was out. Yeah, Yondu. Yeah. Uh, I have Spider-Man Homecoming is 3. Oh! I'm not like certain about that. I I I really like that movie. I like all the Spider-Man ones a lot. Yeah, no, I like um, all the Spider-Man ones. Not one, three though. And Homecoming is my favorite of the Homecoming three, is so. a great one, yeah. yeah. Uh, then I have Avengers Endgame, sure. uh, Captain America I Winter Soldier. Infinity War. Yeah, I thought Infinity War is definitely better than Endgame. I nope. don't feel that way. I don't, I don't feel that way. I don't Infinity War is probably my number one MCU. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Aiden, I'm with you there, bro. It was up there. I'm going to have to go one by one for this. Captain America Winter Soldier is number five. It was higher, but now it's lower. Sure. It's good, but on a rewatch, not as good as I thought it was. Iron Man, one, number six. No, that one doesn't hold up as well as I think. I agree. I I, would have ranked it there, but like rewatching it, it's like, oh. It's a product of its time, but I think it's a strong movie. Sure. Nonetheless, it doesn't get bogged down in what the MCU has become, just as sure. being the first. Um, I have Civil War next. Sure. Again, you know, so many of these movies I had idealized as, you know, seeing them the first time. Mm-hmm. Upon rewatches, none of them hold up, really. Yeah. So, but I, I like what, at least in the MCU, like, I like what Civil War did. It was different. It was, you know, it was very interesting to me. Um, then I have Infinity War. Um I, and I'm still working on my rewatch, so I haven't made it quite there yet. Um, I have Avengers 1 at number 9. It's That one definitely doesn't hold up, but it's yeah. iconic. Sure. And whatever. Black Panther's yeah. 10, then Wakanda Forever after. Okay. Yeah, Wakanda Forever is definitely in my top 5 MCU. I couldn't tell you what else is in there right now, but yeah. That's just, yeah. Maybe it's just Peter, recency bias, we'll see. Yeah, Peter, you are now permitted to have an opinion. I already told my opinion. Top five. Okay. I think uh, Infinity Wars, uh, Winter Soldier, Endgame, the two Guardians movie, Doctor Strange, they're all up there. These are like Doctor Strange. top topics. Whatever. The I first one. Do it. The first Doctor one. Yeah, I know. Which no, is know. worse than the second no. one. Doctor but Strange. Whatever, we won't get into that. We won't get into that. Sorry, I should have said that. I should have said that. I should have said that. Doctor, I Strange. Doctor Strange 1 I have at number 12. And I know it's not a great movie, that movie but I. Sucks. 
works. I love the character. <laughs> I fucking hate the character. <laughs> get, get the fuck out oh, of here, no, 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 no. When he starts... When he starts doing Marvel comedy, I was like, kill me now. Like, this is so bad. When he's trying to be Iron Man, but less charismatic. Nah, bro. In some ways, yes, but I disagree with you. Anyways, we don't, you're right. We don't need to get into this. Uh, Peter, this is what happens when you stay up until 4 a.m. I was not, I was not, okay. I slept. Let me check the fucking receipt. I slept at 8 yesterday. I went to bed at 3, so. I I slept at 8 p.m. yesterday. I get a text this morning. At 2.48 my time, which is 3.48 your time. Just think about that. I slept at 8. That Just was 7 hours that. of sleep. Yeah. Okay, fellas. So we're called Predator versus Movies. And we've done <laughs> the movie part. It's time to talk about that Predator. This is the wow. segment where we determine, would the Predator from the movie Predator make this movie better or worse? Where would he fit into the movie? Can Any thoughts? Can I go? Yep. Yeah, you can go. As the guest, I 100 think 100 think that the Predator could have totally fit into this movie just because mm-hmm. fucking Iron Heart was in the movie. Yeah, there's something going on in this fucking movie. Like, <laughs> you just yeah, like Iron Heart with the Predator, and I feel like it would have been a little bit better. Yo, can uh, can Predator swim? I, I don't see why not. I think that's up to our imagination. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think you will be great in that underwater scene where they were scavenging the uh, metal detector, the vibranium detector, and it was all dark. You'll be great in that. Sure. Yeah. Um, I I would have loved if he was in the movie and he killed Val. That would have been great. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Val now. Maybe Woo! Ross too. Take yeah. him with you. I mean, like, yeah, just just get them out of the way. Um. Yeah. Yep. Any other thoughts or That's can we move Predator on? versus fucking movies. I like how the intro for the segment is longer than the segment itself. <laughs> um, Peter, do we have another segment? Yes, we have a segment, unfortunately, named Predator's Picks, where we talk about our You Rex. will be grateful for the name of that segment. <laughs> all right, all right. And I'll have right, none man. of it. Um, where we talk about our Rex and anti-Rex of the stuff we watched in the past week. So, uh... Adrian can start as our guest. What have you been watching, listening, reading? Um, it can be music, right? Yep. That's listening, yep. Anything. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I actually have it right here because I was ready. I actually been listening to the new West Side Gun album. Oh, yeah. Which he's part of Griselda. It came out. Crazy ass rhymes. I also discovered a new artist that I really enjoy, which they or she it might be a she. Uh, she's called. I'm looking for it. She's called. Oh, the band actually. Sorry, the band is called Men I Trust. And oh, they kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They. I don't know. It's just like a good vibe. It's like kind of like pop indie. It's a good vibe. And I feel like this type of music that they make would be like a music that you would put in like coming to age film. You know. Oh yeah, I have friends who are really into them. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I just found out about them, and I was like, where have you been all my life? <laughs> cool. Yeah. Anything else? Um, actually. He's grabbing something. Not He's too long ago. Not too long Ding. ago. Yes, yep. hold on. Calm down. Not too long ago. I'm sure one of you guys has for sure seen it, because you guys are fucking film nerds. But uh, Calvin from our class, shout out to Calvin. Yep. That's my boy. 
let me uh borrow me this movie called in French is called a Hane. I haven't seen it yet. Dude, I know about full, it either, but I want oh to see it. Dude, when I tell you that I I think that Goodfellas is my favorite movie of all time, this is like fighting to be at the top of Goodfellas because oh, yeah. it's the really good. collection version. I see. I see the little oh. C on there. <laughs> well, the shout out, shout out to the boy Calvin. Um, he gave me this movie. I watched it as soon as I got it because I got so excited about it. Dude, it was such a good movie. The, the the plot, the whole message, the cinematography in this movie, impeccable, untouchable. This it movie has been beautiful. So this has been topping my watch list for a long time, and I just haven't seen <laughs> it. But yeah. Yeah. I need to see it too, yeah. Yeah, dude, uh, please watch it. Such a good movie. Is that is that all of your predators picks? Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Uh we can hear from uh Fucking Peter. Peter can go next. So, uh, as usual, the weekly Andor wreck continues. Sure, Last yeah. episode was probably the best in the series. Honestly, I, was I, like I liked cheering. it. That. I was, I was actually cheering in my room as like, my dad came in. And he was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And I was like, <laughs> this is so it exciting. It was so fucking good. Like I yeah. texted Alex right away after watching that one. I texted him. Endor has no right to be this good. Like, it's the tension, the, uh, the, the, the actual, like, like, I love, I think Alex told me very early on in Endor's run that Endor's sort of doing this three-episode burst thing where two, the, the two episodes before, like, the huge climax sets up the event of the climax. So you see, like, the, the raid, sorry, not it's the like raid. It's like Clone Wars. Maybe like, I'm not seeing like Clone Wars. Arcs. Yeah. So it's, so like. Well, actually, it's basically just the season is basically four episodes that are then cut into three parts. Yeah, yeah. I no, agree. I agree. They end so abruptly sometimes. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's over. Yeah. Because yeah, that that was a part of an episode, not the whole thing. Sorry, continue. Yeah, but like the fact that you see, like, like in Star Wars, we root for the rebels because you know. Um, they're the good guys lightsabers uh you know like all of that but like in this one you root for the rebels you root for cassian because of their beliefs because of their treatment like you actually empathize with them and i really appreciate like what this show makes you feel and i think this show enriches the star wars universe as a whole which is fantastic um, probably the best star wars thing ever honestly better than mandalorian dare say i think it might be better easily yeah. yeah, easily. Because like Mandalorian is really just like Doctor Who style. You skip skip around exploring places, but this has a really strong theme and central message, and the cast just the acting man, um, Andy Serkis, just fantastic. Oh like oh the guy is yeah. so great in in this one, and he was not in any oh, yeah. promotional material at all. Like I didn't know the guys in the show until yeah, like no, it was the, a surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, Black Panther. To see Andy Serkis. Yes, like, was, his, was, his, his claw is very good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also Sir, watched yeah. this uh, small indie British flick called Banshees of Innisfree. It's British. It's Irish. Well, Ma- Matt, for saying that. Martin is it, McDo- well, is it is it Northern Ireland or Ireland Republic? Oh, but it's set. It, it's um, it's it's Irish. It's Irish because. Uh, um, and I I I love the film. I think it's yeah. it's hilarious. Uh, they they expose you to the Irish culture, and also I think like there's not really like a huge central message in there. 
like if you like look at the movie sort of like and you're trying to draw uh, I, before i went into the movie alex told me about the irish civil war and revolution so i caught up on the history thinking it's about the two friends being on two sides of sort of like the war but it's actually not it's really just two friends feuding uh and like the whole perspective on legacy like it proposed is very interesting and uh Martin McDowell has not missed yet for me. I loved In Bruges. I loved Three Billboards. And this movie has continued the streak. The guy's great. Check it out. I think it's a hilarious movie. Probably one of the funniest movies I've seen all year. Is that uh, it for your Predators picks? Yeah, uh, it's definitely a wreck for me. Okay, great. So I'm going to go next. I'm going to go next. Um, for the you'll You'll see why. So... I watched Andor, and the only other thing I watched this week was a small little indie film. It's an Irish film. Uh, it's called <laughs> The Banshees of Anishirin, and um, I really didn't care for it. So uh, you can get two different, vastly different opinions on this. Now, I will preface, this is not a popular opinion. I'm, I know that I'm very often a contrarian, um, but like, I really didn't care for this. I, I've seen... Maybe all of Martin McDonough's movies. And I don't know if there are other ones, but like I've seen In Bruges, I've seen Seven Psychopaths, I've seen uh, Three Billboards. Of the comedy ones, because this is supposed to be a comedy, I've never found the comedy works for me. Same goes here. I was in a, you know, not a packed theater. There was only two other like groups there. I think five people in total. And like it was pretty dead silent for a while, like maybe the first 30, 40 minutes. Um, not a great sign for a comedy film. There was, I will say, a handful of times, two or three, where like I was laughing out loud, lolling as the youth say. Mm. Yeah. And say um, so like, it's not never funny. There were, sometimes it worked for me, but like, I just, I just cannot understand his brand of comedy or why people find it funny. Um, I didn't like the cinematography. I think Inishirin and Ireland are very pretty, but I don't think the cinematography was doing anything spectacular. I think the story is a weird mix of absurdity and realism. And it feels like it would have been a, a, a fine, interesting short film, like maybe 30 minutes, 40 minutes. And then it just drags on and on and on. And it's super repetitive. And like, it's the same beat of like, my friend isn't talking to me anymore. Why aren't you talking to me? Because I have better things to do with my life. And that's it. Like, it doesn't go anywhere from there. It's a thinly veiled metaphor for the Irish Civil War, which was what Peter mentioned, uh, which is 100 years ago now. And I, I think this is a movie that thinks it's smarter than it is. And you know what? Most people aren't going to agree with me on that one. Uh, Aiden and I have a mutual friend who says it's a fantastic movie. And this isn't just Peter. And he said it was an instant five star for him. Who's so, that? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Why, I, I don't know if we need to hide his name, but okay. Fair enough. It's Ryan. That was uh, funny. Yeah. It was Dude, funny. my Thank whole you. theater was laughing and I, it was pretty packed too. I honestly. Was in a quiet yeah. I was going to say, yeah. Alex, like, you did make it, you did literally set up, there were very few people in my theater and no one was laughing. Like those two things go hand in hand. I haven't seen the movie, but those two things you know, go hand in hand a little bit. I get it. But like, if I was watching a funny movie, I would laugh. Yeah, but you than... do. 
you do, but many people like okay, don't. No, no, no. Okay, think you know about this. I, mean? I watched Bros in an empty theater, and I was laughing constantly. That's so different. Do... Were you you were the only one there? Only one. That's different. No, that's that's easier to uh, laugh okay, than if there's whatever, like five whatever. people. But okay, so, whatever. So, so yeah. if there's no people, easy laughter. If there's a lot of people, easy laughter. And yeah. there's a dance in the middle. Yes, okay. exa- yes, exactly. Because it's sure, you don't okay. want to be the only person. You don't. If you're in a theater, you don't want to be laughing out loud when no one else is. But if okay, no one else like is that, there, it doesn't matter. Okay, that might have explained the other people, but like I actually was just like. I'm waiting for something funny to sure. happen. Like, it's not funny to me. Maybe sure. the other people. And you know what? I heard someone sobbing behind me at a particular scene later in the movie. And I was like, okay, sure. Like, if it, were, if it works for you, good. But, like, I found it not that interesting. It's, like, the whole moral of the story is be nice. And Dude, I'm like, no, okay. no, 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 yeah. no, I don't agree. Well, that's but just what I took away from it. I, I have we a question for you, opinions. You, th- you think it's related to the Irish Revolution somehow? Uh, sorry, the Civil War somehow? But, like, I don't think it's related at all. Like, it got... What are you talking about? It got like, name dropped a couple times, but that's about it. Yeah, because it's... Dude, 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 the Irish Civil War is this setting. Like, it's happening across the bay, and they mention it five times because that's what the metaphor is. Because Martin McDonough doesn't know subtlety. He has to shove it in your face and yeah. be like, have characters Why literally... Why, though? Why, though? The Civil War is happening. How does Sorry. that impact the movie? It's two people who are fighting, and they were friends. Civil War. I don't think so. I think it's more I personal think, than I think that. The fact, I, I think, think the it's fact more that... about personal legacy than that metaphor. I'm about I think to veto fact, this conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we can take it elsewhere, but I don't agree with that. I don't think. I think that's the it. fact that you you don't see a strong connection between the Civil War also just speaks to how uninteresting the theme is and how it's not. Because well I picked explained. up on something different, but we can talk about this later. I know it's. Fellas. I know it's about yeah. being nice versus. All right, like Aiden. What what are your recs? What are your recs, Aiden? Uh, I don't have shit to be honest with you. I like. I watched like a little bit of a new show, and I I don't really have a strong opinion of it either way. It's called The Peripheral. I watched like oh a yo, it's bit a, cri- it. a Chloe Grace Mortez yeah. show, right? Yeah, it's fine. Uh, nothing. Westworld died for this, bro. Nothing crazy <laughs> going on there. Um, I haven't really listened to new music. No, I don't really have anything. I don't really have anything to be honest with you. It was a nothing week, yeah. Yeah. Um. So we're done with that. Next week, um, it really uh, we were talking about this before the pod. It really depends on what's available in our area. Some options could be the Fablemans, um, the Menu, Bones and All. Probably one of those three. Really, yeah. again, depends on what comes to town. If Bones um, and All is in town, that's the one I want to do out of those three. I, yeah, I think I agree. I know. Uh, one of our recurring guests, Sasha, really wants to do the menu, so we might try and squeeze. He that wants in to do the menu. He wants to do the menu. Wow. Um, okay. And I've Good heard point. great things about the Fablemen. So, like, there's just a lot of great options, and yeah. maybe even decision to leave. But I think that one's going to get pushed to the wayside. If I'm being honest. Um, Peter, do we have anything to plug? Yes, we have our social media accounts, which are now under one name: Predator V Movies. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Drop us a follow. Leave us a comment or a rating on Spotify. Please be good. (laughs) 
and uh, Alex, do you have anything to plug? Uh, yeah, follow me on Letterboxd at underscore Alex Gordon underscore. I leave reviews. Dude, the guy's popular now. He has likes and comments on his reviews. I do. Letterboxd uh, clout. Also follow me on Letterboxd. I am 810sunny. That's 810-S-O-N-N-Y. My name is Wombo. <laughs> uh, you considered yeah. changing either one of those things to something a little that. less mysterious and <laughs> hard to spell uh yeah i would definitely change the it's staying as wombo for sure but i might change the actual handle yeah i don't um, have a problem with wombo <laughs> yeah um but anyway i don't leave in-depth reviews but i just have like little things to say about movies sometimes i say my thoughts if i'm really feeling like it he tries to be quippy he's a quippy yeah i'm a quippy guy. little guy he'd fit well in the marvel universe Aiden yeah. is actually co-starring in the next Marvel Universe. Yeah, no, project, she whatever that may be. Um, anyone else have anything to wreck? Probably not, it seems. So, uh, guys, that's the show. It took that's a little longer than we wanted it to uh, because we keep forgetting our mantra to keep it brief. So, until next time, I'm Alex. I'm Peter. I'm Aiden. Guest. Thank you, Aiden. Oh, shit. That's me. Peace out, guys. Thank you for having me on this podcast. Thank you for showing up. Uh, it was nice to talk to you. Uh, and this was Predator V Movies, and this is the show. Bye. 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 Bye.